Welcome back to Spooky Time Tea, the show where we talk about ghosts, ghouls, murders, and mysteries, and everything in between, all while enjoying a cup of tea. Like a tea party, but spooky. Spooky! So this week we're kind of going into the everything in between. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we're talking with Shanna Stoker, and if that name sounds familiar, we'll let her tell you why. Yeah. Yes. Also, uh, side note, for our tea today, I made a very special blend specifically for Kat's birthday. But yeah, the tea clinks will be few and far between uh, and also forgotten about a little bit and my reaction is less guttural. Because no, because I, I can edit it in This is a really That's genuine it. conversation that we had and it, it, it was just I that. Had it was a conversation. I had interview questions. Mm-hmm. Like I had 13 interviews. We did not ask a single one of them. No, we did. We, we I, did. I think we, we asked did. one. We asked a couple. We asked a couple, yeah. No, only one that I had written down because I was following along. Oh. But, like, that's uh, how well it went. Yeah, it, it went was like, really well. And I wouldn't so... change it. But, like, it was so natural. So, we, yeah. we clicked She's so incredible. Yeah. We yeah. we clicked Anyways, I'm going to stop fangirling about our new friend because that's weird, right? Oh, wait. I so I saw this. Slash because of TikTok. There's the cat hair in my... Man, I've got, I've got two cats and it's winter now and it's, or it's getting to be it fall and they're shedding and there's just clumps of hair everywhere. And I literally just sat down and went, and then hair just went. Oh, yeah. Hey, Kitty, oh, why don't you tell her how many animals are in our house? I have four dogs and I have a cat coming soon. And, <laughs> and I have three leopard geckos and I have a hedgehog. Oh my gosh. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's what I want in life is just, I want like a little, just little menagerie of love. We're a little yes. petting zoo. Uh-huh, we are. Uh-huh, but That's, I love it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, okay. That being so said, here's I my mug. Yes. Oh, wait. Oh, yes. We want to see. We want to see. Yeah. Show. Very excited. Okay. So here's <gasps> the back of it. Oh, I love How it. How cute. Oh, my God. Get the coffee off it. But look at his eyes. It's his. I know. That's And then on this side. The deadly nightshade. Yes. We have oh, the deadly nightshade. But wait. Um. <gasps> oh my God! That yes. is so, so it literally has the spoon. Okay, that is. So I, you I now, like that's the only spoon I would use to eat anything. I now I have mean, to buy one because that's a be like. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. I'm a, I am a mug junkie. Mm-hmm. I have so many mugs. It's I like I said, I have not bought myself anything this year. Halloween decorations. I haven't bought anything clothing wise, which is like killing me because this is when you usually buy my clothes. Um, but this was my little splurge because it was just too perfect. And it was only $20. It was like 19 That's not bad. That's not bad. No. That's not bad. And that's huge. That looks like it can hold up to like maybe it's 20 ounces, 16, 20 uh, ounces. My psychiatrist 15. would tell me not to drink that because it would kill me with my ADHD medication. <laughs> and I'm here for the chaos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you got it. All right. So before we get started into this stuff today. It's a lot um, better without the honey. Is it? Yeah. 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 Did you try it with or without the honey? I put only a little bit of honey. Do you want to taste hers without the honey first? I love it. Go for it. So I created two. So I'm starting my own apothecary. Uh, Yay! Yes. So I'm really good. Thank you. That's really good. Um, So I'm starting my own apothecary. And I'm a tea hater and I don't hate that. I'll probably finish that. So excited. Yeah, that's good. (laughs) Um, I wanted to make two different types of teas for this particular podcast. Thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Um, I'm so excited. I know. And then, so I'm going to tell what ingredients are on this. So I call this harvest moon. Uh, I put edible pink glitter in here. I don't know. I'll show you. Oh, I love it. (laughs) So it's very pretty. It's got a nice, like purple pinkish Mm -hmm. 
It looks almost like that hibiscus tea. It does have. The so that's only actually, tea I like. So that actually is what. So we have rooibos, cinnamon, ginger, star anise, cloves, and hibiscus. Ooh, so you got the star anise and the cloves in there. I bet that's really interesting. It's really good. It's Hawaiian yes. Thanksgiving. And it's crystallized ginger. <laughs> so it oh. makes, it's got like the big chunks of ginger in here. Yeah, which is oh, I love that. So good. So, so, so good. Um, and it kind of gives it a little bit of like a sweet sweeter instead of like spicy like how a ginger mm-hmm. can be spicy mm-hmm. the crystallized ginger is a little bit sweeter so i am so glad that you like it and you like it which yeah, is which not nothing to me that's awesome but i'm very I excited gag every episode and that was not it so <laughs> <laughs> but i'm super excited because um i was in the kitchen yesterday for a really long time i was testing like four different blends and I couldn't decide between the two. So that's actually why I wanted to test them out on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, nice. These are going to go up on my Etsy site once I am ready to open up my site. Well, I'm very, I hope you, will you do like a sample pack so like we can try a oh, bunch of teas? Absolutely. I really would love to try your stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to um, buy those little tins, you know, like, so I can do yeah. little samples of like yeah. different ones. So for sure, like I'm going to do That'd like a bottom my- one. And then like my roommate is like really into teas and I was just gone for two weeks and I came back and they were like, so now I'm really into teas. I just had to clear out a whole shelf to make more room for tea. Um, I've been doing, yeah, I've been using all these like British brands and stuff and learning about all this stuff. It's it, just two weeks. He's, they've gone crazy about it. So um, I will definitely have to try to get them. I came back um, from vacation. She put up shelves yeah. with mason jars full of tea. <laughs> Just tea ingredients. I was like, I left and you turned our home into an apothecary. <laughs> I told you that's my I dream. love it. That is my dream. I want to open up this like apothecary because I'm into the holistic medications because I have so many medical issues. Like I'm tired. I am very tired of like having to have pills just like, you know, and then I feel disgusted. Like I feel (laughs) disgusting with a lot of these like side effects from some of these pills. And I, Mm -hmm. I'm a huge believer of like healthy holistic approaches to the medications because it's it's more natural and it helps do the same thing that these other pills do but you don't get the side effects yeah there's mm-hmm. which is so, so nice. I think, yeah I think it's really good to find like what works for you and mm-hmm. and if that's working for you that's awesome that's awesome okay. Absolutely. Now I will say that I'm not going to like a 100% stop some, come, you know, some of my medical problems. I actually do have to have medications, but I I'm the same way. Yeah. I'm on antidepressants and mm-hmm. I have medication for my endometriosis and the pain there. And we are um, kindred spirits. I also yeah. am stage four endometriosis and oh, um, I've had surgeries two times for it already. And plus like, uh, what I have PCOS, like you have PCOS. I have PCOS. Too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not fun. Like, I just break not at all. Not. <laughs> I am. Wait, what? I got her Heelys for her birthday after, and she breaks herself oh, all the time. I so do. Just... I break myself constantly. <laughs> I don't have like any like really severe medical problems. Yes. I just, I just break myself constantly. <laughs> she I do a little bit workplace. of all of it. Like I have, I have a lot of medical problems and I'm also extremely clumsy and accident prone. So yeah, it's, yes. you know, it's just a, a nice melange. I have fallen down three of the uh, staircases, almost four of the staircases in our place of employment. I will tell you, it is a, it is literally like, if you can fall up going upstairs, (laughs) which is something I do all the time. I just, I'm like a four-year-old. 
you know, I don't have, I don't have a lot of spatial awareness. I get too excited. <laughs> I kind of say, yeah, that's honey, yes, because you're undiagnosed ADHD. That's what I was about to say. I found out that that was an ADHD thing because my whole life I've been like, why can't I just stop bumping into things? Why am I constantly, constantly bumping into things? And it's very much like it's, it's a part of ADHD. And it, I don't remember what it is, but it's spatial awareness, it's memory. And it's also because you're so focused and like hyper-focused on a lot of times yeah. thoughts in your head that you're, I'm that your body on masking is like, it all the time. I'm hyper-focused on whatever the fuck is happening over here in my mind when like my body is like, we're walking to the fridge because we have something to put in the fridge. That might not be what we're doing, but my body has decided that's what autopilot's happening. So, mm-hmm. and it's not looking at where's the table or where's the chair. It's just like, oh wait, there it is. Disrupting like my I'm thought process. ADHD. Y'all should go see a psychiatrist because it was yeah. pretty mm-hmm. I have, but he, we were focusing more on like the severe anxiety and like the PTSD and stuff like that's, he didn't ant, like ask me questions about like ADHD. So I might have to like see him again, just so. I brought it up to my that. psychiatrist. Cause I noticed that when I'm in like, uh, not the best place mentally, like when things with my dad got really bad earlier this year, I hyper fixate on things. And like, that is the only thing I will talk about for months. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, hi, what is this? And she is like, have you tried medication for ADHD? And I was like, no, I got straight A's up until like my senior year. She's like, okay, gifted and talented burnout. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yep. And also because it shows so differently in in girls and because we're taught so very strictly in most cases of how we're supposed to behave and, you know, we mature faster, do we, or is there just like more societal pressure on us, you know? And when we're, and, and the thing is most of the studies that happened or that were done for the ADHD over the past 20 or 30 years we're were only boys. done on adolescent boys. Yeah. And because the symptoms are so completely different in, in your, in girls, that's why we're so easily unnoticed. Um, and it's so important to like take that into your hands now, because pretty much, I feel like every person I know has ADHD, honestly. I, I mean, and I don't mean our that generation like, isn't okay. <laughs> How could we be? <laughs> you know what? That's really, and to like an extreme point, like I was raised from four years old, like my earliest memories around two, three or four. Um, I've always been a cult leaders kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you learn very early on to be perfect and to mask yeah. that shit. So like, if I get bad grades, that reflects poorly on my parents. If I yeah. misbehave, that reflects poorly on my parents. Mm-hmm. So like the level of masking that I do it still affects me like I'm my friends will be like hey are you okay and I'm like yeah absolutely I could go like parasailing right now couldn't because I'm afraid of heights <laughs> but at the same time I'm like no I'm dying inside but it's fine you have your own thing going on I understand that I feel that in my soul and like one thing I've started doing or not started doing I've done it my whole life is like yes I'm very good at masking but like I can only do it for so long so when outcoming and I can't do the mask anymore and I can't get myself out of it like it turns into this really deep dark depression and like there were two weeks in September I was just gone for two weeks but the two weeks before that because I literally just had to drag myself out of bed um two weeks before that like I was in such a deep depression and there were like four days straight that the only reason I got out of bed was to use the restroom and and maybe make myself some food but like it was just bad and it was because I had been I'd been doing like a lot of interviews and I'd been doing like a lot of TikTok stuff and I, and I love it and it's great. But like, I had, 
I had kind of a burnout and it, and it really affected me. So I'm trying to like learn how, like, what are my limits with all of this stuff and all yeah. of this that extroversion and, and I love it. I love talking to people, but it's like a flip, a switch flips at one point and it's like, oh gosh, okay, we have to recoup and you're not giving us time to recoup. And now we're going to just shut down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I get that way too. Like this, actually this past week, I've been in such a like funk from my depression. Like I have had no energy to do anything. And like, I'm working on projects for work and like, I'm having to literally like sit down and like, be like, okay, I have to at least get a couple hours done work on this project. It's been very hard. Like, because I just want to sleep. That's all I want to do. I just want to like curl in a ball and sleep. Yeah. I get those blocks. I understand. Dude, it's so tedious. I do. I get that. I'm, I have a lot of work that I'm supposed to do with the ghoulish guard, like every day. Right. Um, which that I like just... checked out and I'm obsessed with everything and I'm, <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> be, I'm getting a medical reimbursement soon because Walgreens has been overcharging me for my medications. So like, I'm Whoa. supposed to be getting like $400 pretty soon. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And so I'm like savings, but also shopping but also treat yourself <laughs> well you told know. me about your shop and I am very interested because like you have similar interests like I I'm Wiccan um you know I obviously the apothecary kind of makes sense right like yes you know, it does do all oh, that I, stuff you know what's so funny is like you didn't tell me that but I knew you were I I thought like immediately when I met you I don't know I didn't I, I felt like you had already told me you were a witch it's, it's that's that telepathic okay man. like that's just like something about it Cause you've talked on other podcasts about how, uh, you yourself are like, I don't know if it's medium or psychic mm-hmm. or kind of what, but you do have those abilities. Yes. Yeah. Which is so funny because I didn't realize that you hadn't told me that until just a minute ago when you were like, you know, that makes sense. And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah cause you told me, but you didn't tell me. Yes, exactly. But you did. <laughs> you know, it just is, I'm actually going to like go into like a little, it's like the same thing. So like what I told you guys earlier. So I had a, I went, I had a therapy session today with my therapist and it was amazing because she's very spiritual herself. And I, I was always like afraid to like tell my therapist about this. Cause I feel like, Oh, maybe I might be crazy, you know, or whatever. You're never crazy. Right. And I know, I know I'm not, but like, I was telling her about this, like a couple weeks ago, like I actually, um, so I had a, one of my best friends that I've known since kindergarten, she just lost her brother, um, in an accident. And I, that night I could not sleep. And I had like this sense of dread. Like I knew something bad was going to happen. Um, woke up the next morning, found out that he passed away. I, so I told the therapist about it and I was like, I could not sleep last night because I was just like, I had that dread, that terror in my stomach. Like it felt like it was just like the worst feeling ever. Um, and this is not the first time that I've ever had, um, you know, like that happen. Like I knew, like I had a dream about my mom getting into a car accident and it happened the next day. Oh. So like, I warned me if you see anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. So, I mean, like I, I am, Tell me um, to stay home. Yes. I, but I'm, I'm sensitive, <laughs> but she, she was like, you have gifts. And I was like, I do. And I've, I've talked to ghosts before I've seen ghosts. I've had all that stuff when I was younger, but because of trauma and other things in life, I kind of blocked it out. Um, yeah. and so my therapist was like, well, we can reopen that if you're open to it. She's like, we can do it with your EMDR and your, um, RDI, um, therapy sessions. She's like, we can open it up mm-hmm. if you want to. And I was like, Absolutely. Like, this is what I want to do. I want to do a mediumship. I want to be able to help other people, um, you know, talk to their loved ones or something, you know, like pass on like these messages from their loved ones, which I think is an amazing gift. And I do too. I want to do. So I was like super excited awesome. about today. Today was just yeah, that's amazing. amazing. That is so exciting. And it's validating. That's very validating because especially 
like you said, you know, there's a myriad of reasons why people or kids who grow up with these abilities either shut ourselves off from fear. Cause I did that for a little while. I was so scared of it that I was like, I just tried to shut it off, but it just it kept coming back, kept coming back. And so I finally had to say one day, okay, I'm either going to learn about this and research this and work on myself to deal with this, or I'm going to continue being living in fear for the rest of my life, wondering when it's going to happen next, you know? And yeah, the world doesn't teach you that like, it doesn't, like, it teaches you that that's different and that difference not okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, or that you're potentially crazy and we're going to hospitalize you for it. That was one oh, of my biggest fears. Absolutely. Yeah. Even though I had, and the thing is it, what it took me going and in, getting into college, meeting my best friend of almost 10 years now. Um, and they are also a medium. They are also, uh, you know, they have psychic abilities. They have paranormal experiences throughout their lives. And, um, they were, we, they took me to, I'm sure you've heard this on my podcast. Um, and, but is it Chloe? Okay. Yes. Chloe and then Kit and then Kitty. Chloe, Kitty, Kat, and Kitty. Then Kat. Kat. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Chloe, Kitty and Kat. Got it. I think it might be like right. reversed and all yeah, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I typed it um, in before we sat down. <laughs> but yeah, so they took me to, they took me to, um, downtown of Belica in Alabama, which is where his, their family's from. And basically they were like, okay, what do you see? Like, let me know. And I, I, there, I came across three very distinct scenes that I told them what I was seeing and they told me immediately the history of the place and that I was spot on. And so it took that experience. And then a couple of other experiences at the university I was at Auburn university, um, where I was also working in the archives at the time, because I have a history degree. And so I was doing uh, a, I want a history degree so bad, but also uh, college. Yeah, it was fun and I enjoyed it. And it really helped me become the person I am today. But at the same time, like it's basically useless for me and what I'm doing and it costs a lot of money and I'm in a ton of debt. So I'm just going to stick with my Google spirals, like podcasts. (laughs) Um, But anyway, uh, but yeah, so I, I, but I was working in the archives at the time doing an internship and like, I'd seen some stuff it was around Halloween. And so I did some research and I found out like everything I had seen was, was being substantiated. And that was when I started really gaining confidence in my, First of all, yes, continue to be skeptical, continue to try to debunk, continue to try to figure those out. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. But there's that, you know, at at some point, what you saw has to be the most logical thing when you've got the substantiated evidence in front of you, you know? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) And so it's like, it took a long time for me to trust that, but I'm at the point now where I'm just, it's just such a part of who I am and and I do work with it as much as I can. And you know Um, I'd like to work with it even more. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, if this happens to all just be some massive delusion, well, then at least I made the most of it. <laughs> it's a fun delusion. My mom, I mean, it's great. Sometimes my mom, uh, I remember in, in, Ooh, I have my freshman year of high school. I told my mom that I had dreams about things that, and that, that often came through, which she already knew about because there were at least two times that I can Your remember. Dreams scare me. I know. <laughs> um, there were at least two times that she could remember or that I can remember um, where I told her something was going to happen and then mm-hmm. it happened. And I remember one time I was in the car when that happened with her and my grandma and her and my grandma looked at each other and just very quietly looked forward. But I told my mom about it and my mom was like, well, maybe we should have you go see a therapist. And I was like, mother, I'm never, sp- I'm never telling you anything like that ever again. Like, I wish yeah. that was that mine is like, I can tell by like, 
almost immediately people that are going to like have a severe negative impact in my life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I never listen to it because I like to believe the best in people. And also I crave <laughs> chaos and like, I've been through shit. So hurt me again. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but also like, my thing is like, people will tell me they're going to go do something. I was like, yeah, that's not happening. And it's always right. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, I'm going to go to Disney. Didn't go to Disney. Yeah. Fucking knew it. <laughs> That's all negative things, right? Y'all get the fun stuff. Prophetic. No, no, no. That's not fun. Mine are not fun. Mine are like bad things happen. Mine are usually bad things happen too. I think because the energy is so. Um, Mm -hmm. One of the girls I worked with at my last escape room, now she's a paranormal investigator. She has this ability to, and it's literally mere seconds before something bad happens. Mm -hmm. She'll blank out and she'll be like, something bad's about to happen. Do this. Like she told me the story. They were in the car driving um, along this highway that turns into a road, but it was at the highway part. Mm-hmm. And she's like, get in the left lane. And her friend's like, what? She's like, just do it. And so they got in the left lane. A second later, there was like a car flip crash in oh. front of where they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, That's crazy. It's crazy. People you know, gifted. like, and it's, I feel like we should listen to those people more. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's hard though, because even with other people, you know, I do remain skeptical because like, I know it's, I know that a lot for a lot of people, and I know this sounds bad, but like for a lot of people, this is a gift that they want so badly Mm -hmm. that, you know, you wonder how much of it is just you wanting it to be true. You know what I mean? And and I wonder those things about myself. That's something, that's what I do with myself. And how much is, how much of this is just you wanting, wanting something to happen or yeah, wanting absolutely. it to be true. Like the human mind or, is very powerful and will paint it its is own picture. It is incredibly powerful. So it's like, and so that's why for me, like, it's a combination so of like, um, <laughs> sorry, the like okay. questioning yourself, like, is this really true? And then also like, unfortunately people suck sometimes and they're going to lie. So yeah. question everything, yeah. but like at some point yes. the signs are all there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that's like this, like with manifesting things, right? Like it could be, mm-hmm. you know, people using manifestation to like manifest these things into their life. Yes. It's not quite like, it's not like you think it, it's going to happen. You it's, still got to put in the yes, work. Exactly. You got to put in yes. the work for things to happen, but it's still like a, a like boost. Exactly. Just like with crystals, they're not a powerful source by themselves. You have to use it's all intention and intention and stuff. Yes, exactly. Yes. It's it's all about like, you know, if you're, if you're, you say you need more money for like right now, you need more money and you want to do a money spell. That's not meaning that you are just going to do a money spell and sit back and money's going to fall in your front door or your lap or something. It is simply another tool in your tool belt Mm -hmm. along with doing the work, maybe asking for more opportunities for the work, maybe asking for a different type of opportunity or whatever, but you know what I mean? Like it's putting that part of the process. It's one more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just one more tool in your tool belt of being able to manipulate the energies around you. I manipulate Mm -hmm. the energies when I'm on my computer, you know, like in those ways when I'm working with customers, but that's just one more thing that you can do. And it also, I think very psychologically, it sets your intentions for your work. It sets your direction and it's a reminder of okay I have put in literally putting energy into this in, in that way and I'm gonna I'm gonna see results I am determined to see results and then you know what I mean like it all works together and I think that's something that a lot of baby witches I've noticed which I, I don't mean anything negative about baby witches we were all there we've all somewhere. been there mm-hmm. exactly um but I've noticed a lot of that on TikTok of like I'm just gonna do this spell and y'all better watch out. And I'm like, 
okay, but what are you going to do with the energies? What are you going to do with this intention? Are you just going to set it and leave it and let it go and just hope something happens in two months? Or are you going to work with this? Like, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean? (laughs) And I think that's, um, that's important to remember with, with any type of spell work. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm Shanna Stoker. (laughs) I am the co-owner and co-operator of the Ghoulish Garb. My persona that's come out of that is the Ghoulish Gal, which you can find me on TikTok as the Ghoulish Gal. I'm also on Instagram at the Ghoulish Gal. Um, And Instagram for our business is the Ghoulish Garb with underscores in between. But yeah, that's me. Awesome. So jumping off of that, your last name uh, is going to bring up (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a lot of um, feelings in the people that listen to this podcast. Can you expound on that? Absolutely. So if you couldn't already tell, I'm related to Bram Stoker. And of course he wrote Dracula. Um, <laughs> so I believe I'm directly descent from what we have on our research, because Bram doesn't have any direct descendants with the last name of Stoker because mm-hmm. he had a daughter. And when she, of course, got married, she took his name. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I, so we believe that we, from the research we've done, we are directly descended to his uncle, I believe. Okay. So, so that would make you, he, he didn't die that long ago. It was 1906. So great grand niece. Mm-hmm. I think so. I think it's a few great, great, great. because I think it's great, great. I think so. That would make sense. That sounds about right. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, or, or I think we'd be cousins maybe. I don't know because it was his uncle. I think we'd be cousins. Okay. Oh, Cause you I thought it was niece, but I think because it's his uncle, cause I thought it was his brother, but I think it's his uncle, his okay. father's brother. Um, okay. Yeah. yeah. But I it's a really niece, close think, line. Yeah. Cousin. But yeah. yeah, it's pretty close. It's pretty close. So how did y'all find this out? Is something that like you guys always knew kind of growing up or is like this, like, did someone get into research in your family? So it's actually been passed down through the generations because, um, so we can, we can actually trace our family lineage, like my family directly all the way back to Ann Stoker in a little town in Ireland. I can't remember in, uh, 1597 oh, wow. is when she was born. So we know like a lot of our history. And so we know that, okay, the clan, the, the Stoker clan, um, that was directly related to Brom. They, uh, there was a few of them that moved or a good few of them that moved to Virginia. And we know that while he was writing Dracula, he was, he visited his family in Virginia. He actually wrote letters back um, home. He wrote letter or he wrote part of the book uh, in Virginia, which is really cool. And then um, from that Virginia clan, some of my direct family moved down to Washington County, Alabama, which I believe to this day still only has one stoplight, but I haven't been there in like 20 years. So, <laughs> you know, what's- uh, yeah. You know, what's really weird is I do not remember. Oh, I was watching an episode of one of my favorite like YouTube shows called top fives. And they often, they like talk about spooky stuff or true crime or what have you. And they sometimes do episodes about, um, like they they'll have their viewers Mm -hmm. send in like stories from their hometowns or something. I literally watched an episode today where there was a viewer who sent in a story from Washington County, Alabama. Oh, are you serious? Yeah. That's That's really crazy. crazy. That is wild. Especially with how like small you said it's tiny. It's tiny. It's tiny. We used to go to like the only times I've ever been there was for family reunions for the Stoker family reunions. And, um, it was so small. Well, honestly, uh, I don't really remember because I Not only went to a few. <laughs> <laughs> it's no. the South, I would expect. 
Uh, yeah. Um, so like my cousin, like my, there are some, there's, there tends to be this underlying spookiness to like all the stokers that I meet once you get down to it, mm-hmm. but it's like, it is, it's conservative South. So, um, but like my, my uncle who is, his name's Brandon Stoker. He's a paranormal investigator. He's an artist. Oh, cool. He's the one who actually introduced me to tarot and witchcraft. Does he um, want to come investigate witch. our building? We have so many ghosts in our building at work. <laughs> Where do you live? <laughs> We're, we're in Texas. Too. You're in Texas. Maybe we'll do it. Maybe we'll figure that out. Cause I've done, I've done investigations with him. It's so much fun. He used to have a podcast too with um, his paranormal investigator. Uh, his partner is a descendant of Edgar Allan Poe. So you had. If you haven't read the stories. um, Oh God. I forgot what the series is called, but it's uh it's basically it's a they're called the Holmes and Stoker series and it's about a descendant like if so it's about a descendant of Bram Stoker and then a descendant of the Sherlock Holmes and they like go on look I've been looking for a new last name to take if I take Holmes we can team up we can make this (laughs) perfect one of you takes Poe we make it work oh Oh my god and Shelly and Shelly Mary Shelly Oh yes. my God. I covered Frankenstein mm-hmm. awesome. for last Monstober and I only talked about Mary Shelley the whole time because yes. she was, oh, you can only tell who did Dracula. Cause that was me. That's one of my favorites. So that's, I was like so I excited have, about this. Um, but I have I, a cat named Frankenstein. He's asleep right now, but we call him Frankie. Aww. I also had a cat named Dracula, but it was, I was fostering him. So his Aww. new name is Binks, but he's happy. But anyway, sorry, continue. Uh, well, we work at an escape room, uh, and we just opened what last year. Yes, what the Poe room? Oh, mm-hmm. the Poe Adventure, yeah, July. Because last year. we have a, an escape room that's themed after Edgar Allan Poe, mm-hmm. um, which is really fun, especially. It's if, my favorite room we've ever done. Um, it's so, it's good. so good. Are they all spooky themed, or is that just that's happy? the only that's one that's like spooky? But a lot mm. of props in most of the rooms were bought from estate sales. So there's lots of things attached to them. So there's lots of ghosties mm-hmm. to talk to. Oh, in that room. I very much want to come investigate there. In the I'll, poet- I'll email you all of the information. In the poetry, okay. there is a wheelchair from the 1890s. That's Oscar's, right? It's yeah. Oscar's wheelchair. Oscars. We call it Oscar's wheelchair because we had uh, a ghost named Oscar that li- that used to live in our main building. And then that wheelchair got moved to Arlington and he moved over there. So we were like, oh, Oscar is obviously attached to that wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then there's Millie. We and then cannot figure out what Millie's one. attached to. Oh, oh, I have to we tell, have no idea. I have to tell the Millie story. Which the one, one when I figured out that there weren't, there wasn't just one ghost in the building. Oh, yeah. <sighs> okay. So I don't have a lot of like crazy, crazy paranormal experiences. When I was a kid, I had a lot of dreams that often came true. I still have those dreams every once in a while now, but I'm I was the one about that tea, which is really weird. Yeah. I've had a couple of like little things happen, but I I'm not as tapped into it as I was when, you know, kids are tapped into that kind of thing. And I haven't worked on it enough to really be like, really own it. But, um, I have had some pretty crazy dreams. And when we first moved into this new building, we are at, for our work, uh, we noticed that we were hearing a lot of crazy sounds and they weren't just like building settling sounds. Cause at first we were like, Oh, whatever. They're like footsteps, like Like heavy footsteps, like really heavy footsteps on the second floor. And so I started joking around that we had a ghost named Oscar because it was, they were really heavy footsteps. They sounded like work boots. So my mind immediately went to, oh, like an elderly man who was like a worker and like wears work boots and like a little grumpy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. The building isn't old though. So I was like, well, I guess 
then maybe it came from like, cause we have so much stuff that has come from antique stores and estate sales and like all sorts of crazy stuff. So it's like, okay, well maybe it's he's attached worse to since one the of rage room opened. Oh yeah. It's not a lot they're worse. They're angry. Um, they are not so, happy. No, they are not angry. I don't think they're angry. There's the one that's there's not one that's happy. not happy. There's about one that's it. not happy. But I mean, people um, tend to get upset when you break their things. So, uh, oh. I, the, the, the stuff got worse. Um, it went from footsteps to really loud sounds just all the time. And then it went to, so we have a bunch of doors in the back of the building at the back of the hallway. We have three bathroom doors, a back door, and then a door that leads to what we call the tool room, which is where we keep all of our tools and stuff. And, and it the, literally, and the doors for the rooms, which are also pretty well, heavy. Yeah. But I'm, I'm talking about the metal doors, oh, yeah. like the really heavy metal doors. So it sounded like those were being thrown open and then slammed shut over and over and over so much. So to the point where one night me and another one of our co- coworkers were there by ourselves and that sound happened, it happened like once or twice. And she gets really freaked out by that kind of stuff. And so I was like, hello, is anyone down there? Because I could hear someone rooting around in the tool room, like they were looking for a tool. So I figured it was one of our owners or maybe one of our project managers who had come back and was looking for something, but nobody was answering. And then it got dead silent. And at the time there was an empty room that is now an escape room right next to the lobby door where I was standing. And it got really quiet. It was like out of a horror movie. It got real quiet. We didn't hear it anymore. And then all of a sudden that same sound that sounded like someone was like rooting through metal was right next to me in that room with the door closed. And we yeeted out of that building (laughs) so fucking fast. I mean, we were like, time to go. I didn't even close the till. Matt came came in the next morning because I texted him in the, I was, it was so loud. I thought somebody was in the building. So I texted Matt uh, or I texted our manager and I was like, hey, um, so (laughs) I think somebody's in the building. I'm not willing to go look. And he was like, should I come up there and look? And I was like, I don't know, do what you want to do. But I was hearing some crazy sounds and they were so loud. I don't think it's a spirit. I think it's a person. And he was like, okay, well, I'll come up there and look. And he did go up there and he looked, I think he might've gone up the next morning when he was awake. Um, And he went up and he looked around and there was nothing missing. There was nothing out of place. So then uh, I started... uh, I would kept saying that it was Oscar. I was like, Oh, Oscar's making all these sounds. He's opening, closing the doors. I shit you not. This is a true story. And I know it sounds freaking crazy because it sounded crazy to me because this is one of, I've had some pretty crazy dreams in my day, but this is the one I still hold true to. Like, this is the wildest dream I've ever had. So I went to bed one night and I had a dream that I was at work and I was closing the building by myself because whoever had been there with me had to like go home for some reason. I just remember having that knowledge of like, oh, she had to leave early. So I'm going to be here by myself. So I need to be careful. Well, I closed and locked the front door and I even put the gate down before going back in the building. So I felt more comfortable and I was closing up the till and everything. And then I was walking down the hallway in this, we have this little offshoot of a hallway that goes back to one of our rooms. And this man comes walking out of it. And in the dream, of course, I'm like, oh my God. And so I say to him, I'm like, sir, we are closed. You cannot be here. And he, and I was like, we are closed. That's exactly what I said. I said, (laughs) how'd you get in here? I was like, how did you get in here, sir? We are closed. And he held up his hand to me and he said, you don't have to fear me. I'm the one you call Oscar. And in my dream, Ah! my panic. Yeah. I like in, it was an instant comfort. It was like, I was panicked for a moment. And the only time like, a man ever gets to mansplain to me is he, if he's a ghost in my dream saying it's yes, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I like my panic immediately dissolved and I was just like, oh, 
oh, it's just Oscar. Like it, like he was like a real person. And then he goes, I just wanted to let you know that I'm not the one opening and closing the back door. And then I woke up. That was it. I woke up. So I ran to work the next day, like bolded to work. And what did I say? Bolded to work. I bolded to work guys. Yeah, you did. I just, I ran to work that day and I immediately told our manager, I was like, I have to tell you about this fucking crazy dream I have. Confirmation. So that is where Millie came from. So we decided that if it wasn't Oscar opening and closing the back door, then it was a playful little girl sp- spirit named Millie. Um, also, mm. we got confirmation. We She's confirmation. real. Because uh, Pendulum. Co- first coworker saw her when she was closing oh, the yeah. upstairs room. Yeah. Like saw yeah. her as she was walking away. Um, Cause like, we don't let seven-year-olds in our building, let alone up onto the second floor behind the scenes. With no shoes on. With no mm-hmm. shoes on where the tool room is. Um, and broken glass hmm. in the room. Mm-hmm. But then we got um, like a spirit box type thing and pendulums. And we learned that her real name is Amy, but she definitely prefers us calling her Millie. She likes Millie better. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like, what did we? What six did, or seven. She was six or seven. She mm-hmm. told us, like, I went through asking her age and she's like, confirmed which age was hers and talked with us and is like the sweetest little thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's a good spirit. We like her. She's I very like that. Good. She's very yeah. so good. You know, that's something I have learned. There's, and I can't remember what it, I got it. Hanlon's razor, uh, which is never a tribute to malice. What, which that, which is adequately, you know, basically explained by either ignorance or by, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be malice. Right. Yeah. In the same sort of way, I've learned that with people, because especially like I feel like in our political climate, it's really easy to assume malice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because we're like, how could, we might say, how could you look at this situation and not feel empathy or not feel these things? And it's a lot of times there's missing pieces, right? There's missing information. And the, the same sort of thing comes for me with, with spirits that I've, that I've noticed is, you know, we tend to because of media and because of like the climate that we have been grown up with that we've grown up in and socially Thanks, you know constructed um yeah but we've been we've been basically taught that okay if you're experiencing something paranormal then you need to assume malice you need to assume mm-hmm. they're there to hurt you or they're there to you know harm you or scare you and it's very much for me what i've found is the calmer that i am the more respectful that i am like if you throw something across my room, well, that you probably don't have a lot of control over your energy mm-hmm. and you're just trying to get some attention. You mm-hmm. know, you're waking me up in the middle of the night, every night at 3 a.m. Okay, well, you probably just need some attention, you know, my that ghost. kind of thing. And, <laughs> <laughs> and so I've found that like that assuming playfulness or assuming that you're just sharing this space with like another being instead of being scared by it or it being aimed at you in some way makes me feel so much more peaceful and it gives me such better results because then I'm like okay I hear you but like I can't talk right now because I'm working mm-hmm. let's talk later I'll, I'll get my pendulum out in two hours I'll talk to you and then like it, it chills out for a little while or you mm-hmm. know like that kind of thing and it's just it's so funny that when you start looking at the at the spirits as more of like friends you know more of just beings that aren't here to hurt you or whatever they might not be there to be friendly but they might not be there to hurt you you know and it's just Mm -hmm. I've never felt I've never felt personally um 
that disturbed by a spirit that I felt like I was in danger. Now I know that there are things out there that of course can be dangerous, but that's true of everything. Everything, every person that you meet could be dangerous. And I feel like, you know, living, you don't live in fear of every person you meet at the drugstore, even though, yeah, any one of them could have a gun or or a knife or just ill ill intentions at all, you know, and it's like, you you don't want to live in fear. And if they're around you, they're around you for a reason. Yeah. See, I've, I've experienced malicious, um, entity and it would give scratches and things like that. So like this thing was actually trying to physically harm. Um, what? I was looking at the glitter. I'm sorry. Oh, oh I was like, I are you real, reading tea leaves that are not in there? <laughs> <laughs> I got real, this, the, the tea is Reading glittering. the tea glitter. It's a new type of thing now. <gasps> For real. That, I would go to that. I, I am, <laughs> I am making this a thing. I got so many different colors. I'm very excited. <laughs> Hold on. ADHD brain just took over real quick. So you would say you've never been personally victimized by a Regina George ghost? <laughs> <laughs> no, I have, but that, you know, as you were saying, Kitty, um, you were talking about how ghosts scratch and stuff. And even with those, even with scratches, I know it feels malicious because to us, a scratch is an intentional thing, but I fully believe that spirits trying to communicate us don't always have very much control over what they do with the energy that they have. And so I think a lot of times, you know, you might have somebody who's just trying to reach out and we don't Mm -hmm. know what it takes. We don't know, you know, we don't know, and maybe it's new for them and they don't, they've never tried to manipulate the energy in that way. But I, so even then I try not to assume malice with scratches or try not to assume malice with those types of things with bumps, because I'm just like, you know, you don't, you don't, I bump into shit all the time. I I hurt myself and others on Mm -hmm. accident all the time. Like, you know, and I'm a living, breathing being. So I I can only imagine what I would do if I was a spirit. (laughs) However, so I lived in this house. Um, it was over a hundred years old. I think it was like a hundred. What did I say? It was before the house I lived in, in South Carolina, it was like 120, 110, something like that. So it was a very old house, beautiful house, gorgeous. Um, however, like, so like you were saying, like, you, you don't want to assume like if they're malicious or not. Right. There was but you can also feel. Yes. And that was the thing. There was something very dark in that house. It wasn't a good feeling. Like I always felt physically sick. Every time I was in that house, everyone in my mm-hmm. family would actually get sick for no reason. And mm-hmm. we weren't sure what was going on. It was like something was sucking the life out of all yeah. of us. Mm-hmm. And I had something like that in my bedroom growing up, which I was- think I think I manifested that from my own depression and my own PTSD and my own, mm-hmm. you know, how you can manifest, uh, especially if you're like, I, I used to just kind of sit in my room a lot and just like cry and, you know, <laughs> just Ooh, wonder why. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, it's the energies. Cause like, when I was can, like eight, um, what's the word you can, um, manifest? it creates like a manifest. Yeah. I guess like an energy, it's almost like a poltergeist in yeah, a sense, like yeah, you're thinking yeah. of the, and all it the was, negative energies. It used to live like, it used like to peace, sit up in the corner fun. of my, yes. It used to sit up in the corner of my bedroom like if I was laying in bed it was in this corner in the far corner or it would be right above my head in this corner and I just remember feeling like it was you know that um (laughs) this is such a random reference and it's just popping in my head right now but have you seen Fern Gully yes oh it's okay but yeah but you know the oil monster at the end and it kind of gloms and it kind of like it can reach out and it can do all these things with its oil because the oil is all a part of it but it's not Mm -hmm. solid and it's not liquid it's kind of got control it felt like that it could be it could create this like yes it could create this like sticky web around me or Mm -hmm. it could glom onto me or whatever Mm -hmm. and I really it 
it's, it took years and years of actually, when I went back there after I had a pretty bad accident, accident, car accident, 2018, I moved back home and, um, I had to do a lot of shadow work and cleansing and all this other stuff to try to rid the space and myself of that being of that entity that was still sitting, just sitting there. Um, because yeah, I mean, our energies and we don't realize this. And I think that's something that's so important about witchcraft is like, it's all about the manipulation and control of your energy. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, as much as you can, the energy around you. And I think that a lot of people don't realize that, you know, whether you're spiritual or not, you have these energies and you have, you know, your energies are being input into the world, into the universe, and they are creating things and they are, you know, that's one of the reasons why I actually believe in prayer, because for me, my manifestation and my, when my, when I'm working on meditation and I'm working on like putting intention out into the world and what I want from that is prayer. That's what I grew up doing when I was a Christian. I, I grew up as a Southern Baptist Christian yeah. and it's, it feel, and I always wondered, okay, how can I not believe in this? Cause I don't feel like it's the right for me, but I, music helps me connect to the universe or what I now know was like the God or universe that I worship. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and, and prayer seems to work for me and all this different stuff. And for me, it's just, I use the terms manifestation, but for me, that's what prayer is. Like that's, that's Absolutely. what I see it all as yeah. it's I all mean, part it's, of the I same vein. Like it's all, um, like a form of, I wrote a 12 page paper, uh, in college, the one, two years that I went, uh, for my psychology class about meditation, uh, mm -hmm. and in doing like the weeks of research for it, it's like meditation is anything and everything you want it to be. Like it can be yes. silence. It can be literally prayer. Um, my mom from when I was 10 years old would fight me on that. But my mom now is like, yeah, do you, you I don't give a shit. Um, yeah. but it's like, it's prayer, it's meditation. It's listening to music. It's zoning out while you're listening to a podcast. Like there's a million yep. sorts of meditation and mm -hmm. manifestation is in most of those. Yeah. Like, I don't Absolutely. know about you, but I get real daydreamy when I'm listening to like music or podcasts, mm -hmm. like I'm putting myself in these scenarios. Um, yeah. so I have to be really careful about what, what kind of music I'm doing that to. Um, yes. But yeah. Or what your intentions are. Like if you're saying the words, like I listen to a lot of metal and, um, I have to watch myself, uh, sometimes like if I'm not in the right headspace and I find myself listening to particularly dark lyrics, and singing mm -hmm. along and realizing, oh, this is really affecting me. I'm, I'm, and it, it's also a way though, to stay um, aware of like your own emotions, because it, it reminds me, okay, why is this affecting me? Obviously I'm dealing with my depression right now. Maybe I shouldn't be listening to the song about suicide, you know, like, yeah. You know, and it, it's very much, um, it does, it does make a difference. And I think it's, it, when I'm dissociating, it doesn't, but when I've been tapped into my emotions recently and I've been dealing with something and it's fresh, then yeah, it can really, it can really tear open that wound. I think, but it music, can also heal. The music that I have to be like the most careful with is I used to be a theater kid. And so if I'm putting myself into, I want to talk about that though, because I like have notes on your theater. Um, if I'm listening to like Les Mis, I very easily will put myself into a role because I was an actor for so long. Yes. And I've already lived Ebony's sob story for six years mm -hmm. and I don't want to do it again. So it's like putting myself into kind of, you know, those roles because I don't do theater anymore, but having like the man. You'll always be, be a theater kid. Always. I miss it so much. I'm considering going back, but it, you should. Pandemic mm -hmm. and, I actually yeah. have an example of how like music affects you. So I've been in a great mood today, right? 
And then I was listening to my Paramore station just because I wanted my inner emo kid, you know, I was singing along and whatever. Plus like Evanescence Paramore. Hello came yeah. on. So you guys oh know Oh my right? God. And I was Listen. like, no, 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 no. I was like, I was like, listen to the first few minutes and I started singing along and I was like, wait, this is not, this isn't good for me. No, I need to change it. So I changed it to something completely different. That was more upbeat. And I was like, all right, I'm in a good mood again. All right. <laughs> okay. I'll so balance out the may I piggyback on that? Yes. Go for it. I've got two notes and I'm going to try to remember. So Evanescence. Yes. First of all, when I got into Evanescence, like when their first CD came out, because I was always interested in classical music. I've been teaching, I mean, I've been, uh, that was before I'd started taking vocal lessons for classical music, but I was always interested in it. And I'd always loved, like I've been drawn to metal and just creepy music and dark music since I was a child. And so when their music came out, you know, we didn't have a lot of prog rock over here yet. Like that was very, that was very European. It was very South American. It was not really as big on like the radio stations here. And so to hear them and hear her voice, no, but, <laughs> but to hear her voice and to hear this mix of this beautiful voice that I wanted to be able to like perform and then this great music and just heavier than I had ever, you know, gotten to at the time. It was what, 2003, I think is when it came out. I think so. Yeah. And oh my God. I was in, I was in elementary school still. So, um, yeah, but I remember that was one of my reading. So with my ADHD, I like to read a lot, but I also have to keep music on in the background or else like the thoughts that will go haywire latch onto the music and like it's like it's like I have to keep them entertained these thoughts entertained Mm -hmm. so that they're not I'm not reading passages over and over again thinking about my grocery list or something um and so I I would listen to that that cd a lot and as I got older you know and started really listening to the words it became very much a way that, that 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 cd helped me at least express through song, my depression before I even understood what depression was, because I've been dealing with depression and CPTSD since I was about eight. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, so that, that it's been huge. And so recently, because I've been, (laughs) this is all coming together, I promise. Um, I, I'm a singer and I'm a, you know, I, I've Incredible. played with bands and the amount. Oh, I'm, you're sweet. I'm sorry. I'm fangirling this whole time. I stalked all of her TikToks and all of the videos like for so long. You're really sweet. When are we getting an album? <laughs> is a question that I have written down. Okay, but wait, <laughs> there's more, right? Okay, I have. So I am a singer. I've played with bands before. Um, or I've performed. I've, I was I was lead vocalist for um the Auburn Knights, which is an Auburn university. Like it's not the university; it's the community, but it's mainly university students. And it's been around since 1930. I want to say. Um. And so I was their lead singer. It's a 23 piece big band. And so it's a lot wow. of jazz and funk wow. and um, swing. We did weddings and stuff all the time. So I did that for two years. And then I've sung for, I was lead singer for a nineties um, cover band, which was fun. We, I only, I think I did that for like six months, but it was really fun. And um, I've just done mainly a lot of musical theater and opera and classical singing. And so I had this, <laughs> when I moved to Orlando, I like put up an, uh, something on band mix which is where you can like try to find a band or if they're looking for like a vocalist or a guitarist or something and just put up like a profile. And I recently like been contacted this this past two weeks by four different bands, but none of, but the thing that I thought of was like, Oh, it's the TikTok stuff. But my TikTok stuff is not on that, on, on that website. Like there's nothing Hmm. about any of that. So I don't know what's going on, but I recently, like two nights ago, I met, I did an online, I did a meeting like this Mm -hmm. with, a band that was interested in me and I am their newest member. I'm officially 
the lead singer of a band called Dracora. Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. So they're a prog metal band. Um, they all have a lot of experience with this. We've got a lot of like big ideas for the future. We're already working on music for the first album that we're planning on cutting. Um, they've got a few of the like instrumentals that they've been sending me so I can write melodies and lyrics and stuff. And, um, but yeah, it's very like, very kind of Nightwish influenced, you know, and like Evanescence influenced and everything. Yeah. But like, oh, I cannot oh, wait. Yeah. Oh. I'm so well, excited. because, oh my gosh, I am too. Well, and because of all this inquiry, inquiries happening, I've re- been looking into Evanescence again and I listened to that album recently. Mm-hmm. And it was when I was going through that really dark depression, like those two weeks that were just awful. That was like the worst it's been in years. And I needed to sob. So I allowed it, but I listened to the whole thing and I sang through it just like I did when I was so young. And by the time I got to hello and then tourniquet, oh my God, those two, I was just sobbing, sobbing, but like singing through the sobs. And it just, it was so cathartic. And I felt bad for ever feeling like, you know how, you know, you go through these stages of like, I remember at one point thinking Evanescence was, you know, it's not real metal or it's not cool. You know, it's not cool anymore or whatever. And like, they're great. I love oh, them. Awesome. I love yeah, Evanescence. No, I, really like, love have you listened to their synthesis? Have you listened to their album that since the synthesis album? Yeah, I think so. Oh, oh my God. It's That's great. Good. Okay. So Kitty, you understand already, mm-hmm. but it's basically where they, she, she, she took, some of her old songs like Fallen's in there and so is um, Going Under. Um, but it's an album and it's all backed by like a full orchestra. And they even did like, I was just watching one of her videos about it because they did a tour, which she was like, I didn't think we'd ever be able to do a tour because it's got a full orchestra. And her manager was like, well, we don't have to take them on tour. We just get new musicians in every city. And, and so they had like, what'd you say? That's what they do for musicals when they're traveling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's so cool. And so- I mean, it's it's brilliant, but like it's you definitely should give it a listen. It's a oh totally God. different. I need a new playlist. writing uh, playlist. It's so beautiful, mm-hmm. yeah. It's a, it would be great for that because there's so much instrumentalism and so much just like ethereal vocal like vocalization on top of it. That it feels that. more. It's really um, good. What's it's like not heart wrenching, but like it's so. Um, Oh my gosh. It's so angelic, but it's also like really dark and like, I'm tortured. There's a word. Yes. Like haunting. Yes. Haunting. That's the word I was looking for. Yes. It's yeah, so haunting. It but is. It's so beautiful. I like and I love it. Oh, oh, I like oh that. yeah. I, I like do. That it's a good, I like that. Mm-hmm. Thanks Taylor. Sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. You should definitely check it out. Uh, sorry, that's my little. I got, I got off on such a tangent. No, but no, no you're good. Welcome to our lives. Yes, that is how <laughs> our, perfect. If you haven't listened to our podcast now, you know you get a taste of what we are. This is all chaos. Yeah, she edits out a lot of me it. cat pressing the button when she's gone. Yes, <laughs> yes, they they like to. If I go to the bathroom for a potty break, they like to keep it. I pause it. They re- put it back on or pretend to pause it. And then I have to go back. And when I'm listening while I'm editing, <laughs> you love us. we're just sitting here talking. Like, yeah. here. Do you think so, she'll notice? <laughs> of course I'll notice. How would she know? How would she know? <laughs> I only got it. <laughs> so you were a theater kid um, and still are in theater sometimes on occasion. Um, you played someone in Dracula. I did. <laughs> I played Mina Harker. That's awesome. Such an incredible role. Outside of Dracula, do you have like a dream role? 
Either oh, one I've done or so one many dream roles. Okay, so um yeah, I loved playing Mina. I also really wanted to play Lucy. I would have been happy with it either. Um, but Mina Mina's a slightly larger role, I guess, because she's like in it more. So I was I was I was happy with that at least because I enjoy the um she gets I enjoy the first <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I enjoy the, I enjoy all the dialogue and stuff, and I enjoyed getting to, um, really play with her character because Lucy's character in the show is is much more straightforward, yeah. um, at least with how it's typically played. It's much more straightforward. It's much more, you know, she's just kind of the, she's the ditzy money girl who's a flirt, and then she gets killed, and then she's the mm-hmm. ditzy money girl who's dead and is a flirt. So. You know, it, it, she, which is fun. I, I love playing Disney Money Girl. I've played, um, I got to play Elizabeth in Young Frankenstein. And then immediately, pretty much after that, I got to play Sabella in uh, Gentleman's Guide to Love and Murder. And they're oh both Disney Money Girls who flirt. So I love it. It's a fun character to play. Something's so typecasting. <laughs> right? But it's fun. Uh, also, speaking of, one of my dream roles is Glenda in wicked I saw it like three or four weeks ago uh, when it was in Dallas I cried and um also my brain is now in like a hopeless romantic thing which is yeah, not great yeah. I'm single with CPTSD and <laughs> oh girl I, I have not I, I've live. seen it oh I've seen it three times it's one of my and I don't care how cliche it is I don't care it's one it is like one of my favorite musicals it was the first musical that I ever was gifted a, an album for I was Aww. in sixth grade and I had not gotten into musical theater at all yet um I knew musical th- the only musical theater I knew was the musicals in Disney that I grew up with and I knew yeah. I liked them but I didn't know there's theaters around town that you can join as a kid and so it was sixth grade that I got my aunt got me the wicked CD and I swear you know I don't I don't know if she realizes how much she changed my life when she got me that disc um but she got me that CD and I learned it and because it had all the lyrics in it you know you got the CD case and everything and and I yes and I learned it and I was obsessed with it because it had the pictures of like costumes and everything and it was the first time I'd ever heard of Christine uh sorry of uh Kristen Chenoweth and Idina Menzel my mom's and um that's awesome. Oh my gosh. I love she, my mom's her. a TSA you know agent, she's adopted? So she was letting uh she was adopted? Wow. I didn't know that. I mean, could you imagine? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, hang on, wait, I want her back. God, it's awful. <laughs> oh I mean, no. dark humor. <laughs> no, I, I agree. I, uh no, I feel you. Um, but yeah, and and so for me, like that show, and it's such a beautiful show about friendship and about active you know like you're right like justice and 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 activism and and growing up different like is something yes that's treasure being bullied being different yeah and you know it reminds me almost of that one of my favorite quotes of all time which is from practical magic and it's my darling girl when are you going to realize that being normal is not necessarily a virtue it rather denotes a lack of courage and I think that like it's a long one but I kind of want it tattooed on my body because yes. it is one of my favorite quotes of all time. I quote and it, it. It helped quote me it all the time growing up. Yes. <laughs> I quote that all the time. Because I mean, when you grow up different and you want so badly to be like the other girls who are, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit more normal or seen as more, when more you're normal, experiencing what's more, considered more, normal, you know? Yeah. 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 And the thing is they have their own things too, that we didn't see, like they have their own boons and everything like that. But like, for us or for people who felt like we were more on the alternative outside, it was, it was just really jarring a lot of times with teachers and family and friends and stuff who might not have understood 
how you expressed yourself. And yeah, that, that has been, that maybe has been one of my favorites since I was a little girl. So I was like five or six. So that, mm-hmm. that quote has like been my life and I love it. We need a practical magic musical. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, oh gosh, that would be yes. amazing. I mean, like tread lightly because we've seen how terrible things like that can go. Yeah. But also have, have I mean, has I think it's worth read the, the book. Oh, oh the book is fantastic. Book. Are you kidding me? I'm so sorry. I hated it. I was so angry. Oh no. I've never been so pissed off at a book. In my life. <laughs> That's what the I'm movie not kidding. Based off of. I mean, the movie, I know, I but it lie. wasn't, it was not, I will not lie. The movie is better. It's like so much better. It's okay. So much let better. me tell you the book. Is its I don't own, like the book. The book is its own creature. It sounds mm-hmm. like someone's like, taking the side of James Corden being in every single movie musical now like that's what's happening right here may I share my qualms yes okay first off in the movie they're in this adorable little seaside town it's very idyllic that's very much part of the charm Mm -hmm. in the book it makes it like when they describe the town and the scenery it makes it seem like some backwoods off the side of the interstate there's not mm. much around. There's like, like it, it's a totally different atmosphere. Yeah. Secondly, they don't mention, there's nothing about Maria. There's nothing about the ancestor. There's mm-hmm. hardly anything about actual, any magic in it. There's hardly any witchcraft in it. Um, they also, the way that they, the way that she wrote the sheriffs, is he sheriff? I can't remember his name right now, but you know, the one blue eye, one green mm-hmm. eye, the way that she wrote him for me was extremely and maybe it's just because of my own experiences or whatever I don't know no I know what you're I did saying. not it was kind of rapey it was kind of rapey mm, and okay. my I thing about it that, then, no yeah and the thing that the thing about it that pissed me off was she made his feelings of it was it was very much he just couldn't control himself because oh, he shit. wanted her so badly mm-hmm. and I'm like this is toxic yeah. She has set boundaries that he is actively, you know, because he just needs her so badly. And that's the thing is it was, it was the way that she wrote it being justified yeah. of like, it was romantic, you know, yeah. it was passion. And I'm like, no, no, no that's, that's different. That's different. It's, and that really rubbed me the wrong way. The, the book itself is a whole nother. It's, it's kind of like very have different. You, have you ever also, watched- yeah, the kids. Oh, Sorry. Yeah, the kids. It's awful. So much more. So the so book itself, more. it's it's a good it book, is. but it's not good compared to the movie. Mm-hmm. Like like the story the book tells and the way it's written, I think is, uh, I don't want to say poetic, but it's it's just different. It and sounds not, like they're two entirely different stories. Two they entirely, are. They really are. The, like the, the names might be the same, but that's it. Yeah. The the movie is like loosely based off the book. It's, it's so like, like it's anything almost, Disney's uh, ever done. So have you ever <laughs> yeah. watched Howl's Moving Castle and then read Howl's Moving Castle? Okay. I've never read it, but I've. Okay. I wasn't allowed to book, watch animes growing up, so I still have the, trouble getting into The book of Howl's Moving Castle is literally completely different like it is what i mean when i say it is wildly different i'm not lying it is have to read that's it. how i feel about practical magic in the and book that's yeah that's exactly what practical so magic different the book itself i don't and i agree with you i don't like the guy in the book in general like i hate that trope in general like, oh, he's he's just just couldn't control so it's true 
And but the thing is, again, I can understand maybe using that trope as a character's development, as a character's, you know, trying to understand what's going on in their mind. But it's not but a like development. she doesn't. No, she it's doesn't. Just, she doesn't just do anything with it. Existing it's in the world, and it's okay. Yeah, like, it's not. And he's supposed to be the the good gentle the good guy. guy. He's it's supposed weird. to be the romantic guy. He's right. supposed to be the one that she can trust. I it's will just, say, ugh. it is you weird. Play with me, yeah. It okay. is weird. I The book is weird. I think it's good, like, for a book. You know, it's a good book, but it does not compare to the movie. The movie is better. <laughs> You're making me feel so bad, though, because, like, literally, I feel so passionately angry about this book still. It's been years. I have never written no. a bad review in my life. I went, I wrote the most scathing review on Goodreads <laughs> that I could write. I was so pissed off. I read this book, and I'm in my bed, and I'm finishing it, and I'm like, Are you and I'm just like, I was so angry i was so i'm okay i'm an aries i'm a fire sign and i don't yes. know what was going on with me that, that day but my, my i was so mad that i literally was like there's I no understand way understand your like anger this. so i was like looking through reviews and i was like okay, i gotta write a review right. i understand but the thing is, anger- people either love it or they hate it yeah mm-hmm. and i and i don't i I don't love it or hate it. I'm, I'm a fence sitter because I'm like, it could have done so much better. Like, but also I can understand why people would hate it. Cause it is like the characters are, the, especially the <laughs> man is very trashy, but um, especially yeah. if you've seen the movie first, like yeah, if you watch the movie, the movie first and then you the read characters. the book, it would piss you off. Okay. But if, I think mom, if I didn't, hmm? sorry. Oh no, go I ahead. I was just going to say my mom read the book before she watched the movie mm-hmm. and she was like, she doesn't, she likes the movie better because mm-hmm. I, it, but the book, it seems like the consensus yeah. is the movie's overall just generally the better. The movie is overall mm-hmm. generally better. They do the characters better. They write the town better. The, the story in general is a lot more flushed out. The aunts, the aunts are like hardly in it at all. Yeah. They're the, that which is, Yeah. I mean, yes. everything is just so much better in the movie and it just kills. Well, in my personal opinion, that's how I feel, mm-hmm. but it just, oh, I was so disappointed because, and, and the reason I know the reason I was so like angry and disappointed was because not angry, I'm not angry, but you know what I mean? The reason I was just so disappointed by it was because I did love the movie and I love continuously the movie so much it was such a big part of my childhood and my adolescence growing up and and the story was so important to me about sisterhood and family and coming together and like um and overcoming your your differences and all of that it was just such a beautiful story and it really taught me a lot growing up and oh my gosh you've never seen it Uh uh-uh what <laughs> i was raised in a cult yeah, I'm not oh that's true that's that true that's true yeah. yeah my mom i didn't watch hocus pocus for the first time until two years ago yeah that's oh, weird. how do you like it like oh yeah we oh i didn't know the party, party, halloween party for the halloween party yeah yeah right no we watched it oh oh i've never been to a halloween party here with us oh. we did it like a halloween at work but the first time I watched it was the year before I moved down here before she got bad. Okay. Although she did for the first time, I think it was last year. We got her to watch uh, nightmare before Christmas was it last year or the year before last year. Cause I wasn't here a year before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, you have to watch it. It's so iconic. It's amazing. We'll get you to watch practical magic. The movie is far better. I've been watching the movie since I was a kid. I read yeah. the book a long time ago mm-hmm. and I don't remember that much about it, but I do remember 
I didn't love it when I read it, but I also didn't hate it. It's just kind of like one of those things. Did you I read it? it like it was just a few years ago. It was like maybe two years ago that I read it. And so I was like a fully fledged adult with like yeah. 26 years of like, watching not. Practical Magic. <laughs> I was not a fully fledged adult. Uh, so Did I you read like- Wicked, the, like Wicked the book? No, because again, I heard it so vastly different that like, I heard it was not very good. I borrowed it from my grandmother. She gave it to me to borrow after we went to go see the show because she had been meaning to read it and she found it while we were working on a sewing project because she's teaching me how to sew because I'm trying to sew. Oh, that's great. Um, and so she goes, oh, I forgot I had this. Do you want to read it since we had such a great time? Whatever. I was like, yeah, sure. It's like, uh, I'll finish the book that I'm reading and I'll, uh, put this one next in line. Cause I, have a book buying problem and a reading problem. Mm-hmm. It's gotten better Same. since I've medicated ADHD and I have a nine hour <laughs> video of ADHD. Yes. I got 30 pages in. I had to force myself to get 30 pages in. You know what made me stop reading? Prophetic puppet porn. What? I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did. I, 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 yeah, texted I heard it was real. I texted her in Snapchat like, hmm. at like two a.m. I was like, "Why is there puppet porn? Why is it prophetic puppet porn?" And I was like, what? "I'm sorry. Slow down and please explain because I'm not sure what you're talking about." I can't explain. That's literally. It was like this guy's traveling to go tell the word about how this dragon clock is the worst thing to ever happen and it's demonic and it's against the the uh, the Munchkin religion, whatever it is. Okay. Um. And he stumbles, or his cousin stumbles across the dragon clock, and it's puppet shows, and it's puppets of the people in the audience. Oh my god! And it's this guy like that has two dicks. Oh my, oh my gosh. gosh! Doing a mom and a sister, or a mom and the daughter. What? Oh no! And oh one of his no! Dicks is like a tail. <laughs> so it's just what like, is happening in this book? I don't know. I put it down. I couldn't watch it anymore. I couldn't read anymore. <laughs> okay, so now I have yeah, to read I've this heard. just because that just sounds bizarre. My grandmother. The wife of a pastor, the wife of a fifth generation pastor owns this book, has no idea. Did I can't tell her. But she, that she owns it and she hasn't read it, right? She owns it, hasn't read it. But here's okay. the thing about this woman also. She picked me up two weeks ago on Tuesday because Tuesdays are hangout days after therapy. Oh. She picks me up. I get in the car. She goes, oh, you hungry? We're going to go get breakfast. I'm starving. Have you eaten? Do you want to go see a crime scene? It's <laughs> 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 like, nutty. <laughs> I love her. Yeah. Oh, she's so do I. She's awesome. So we are driving and she's explaining to me what happened. And we live near um, a lot of gas stations that look fairly sketchy. Um, and then there's also like no street lights on the main road to get to our house. And so I was like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. It was a stick up or whatever. We're kind of in a shady area of town because we're over, please. But that's a whole yep. other thing. Um, and so she's, she's like, yeah, they found a dumpster on fire and there were dismembered bodies in it. And I was like, Nani. This not a gas station stick up. Oh my god! Oh, so yeah, I've been following the story a for a week because she's texting me daily. Uh, the guy has. I been, love your nanny. I love mm-hmm. my nanny too. Um, the guy has been caught. Was caught same day, if not the next day. Uh, has admitted to it. Like is pleading guilty. Wow. Has done five murders. Yeah, he also admitted to killing his girlfriend, who they still haven't found. Yeah, oh she's been gosh. missing for two years um oh my god have only identified the man that was in the dumpster haven't identified the other two but they do know it's not a kid after all they thought it was a little girl but it wasn't uh it's just a very small adult woman or teenager Um, his motive is because he thought he understood the bible more than anybody and was called to do human sacrifices so he did it and then threw the bodies in a dumpster and lit it on fire 
the firefighters came and were putting it out. The fire, the dumpster fire was at a firefighter storage facility. Like in the middle of the road, like not even trying to. Jeez. My true crime is showing. Truly has. That's bizarre. And then the, as the firefighters were putting it out, they looked in and like dismembered body parts. Like they don't, they haven't found all of them. Like there's missing body parts. Oh. It's heartbreaking. I just don't. Mm. We did that before we went to go get lunch. Oh God! Oh, nice! <laughs> no, nice. no! I wasn't the one driving. My grandma did it. Oh, I love God. her. I, I love too. her. That sounds. She's beautiful. like, I mean, not beautiful. She hers. sounds beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> she is. <laughs> Let's edit <Okay>. that. <laughs> it's okay. We we all like when we were like talking about our true press, we're like, yeah, this is a really good story. Mm, it's not okay it's not a good story that's not the descriptor i want (laughs) it's not it's intriguing and morbid and humans like macabre yes most of us yeah i mean it kind of runs in at least ours i feel like stokers it would have to run in your blood a little bit you know it (laughs) was that something you were always into like from when you were a little kid kind of like yes so literally okay so night before christmas came out the october after i was born i was born in march um, so just a few months. What day in March, if you don't mind me asking? March 30th. That's the day before my little brother's birthday. Oh, I really, I was born 33093. Oh, that's my birth- yeah. Oh, oh, wait, 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 listen, there's more, there's more synchronicities with three. I was born 33093 uh-huh. with three holes in my heart. I also had three other conditions, asthma, bronchitis, and pneumonia. Um, I was in the hospital for three and a half months or I was before, like all of a sudden out of nowhere, which is again, my family's anyway, my, the three holes closed up. Wow. They don't know wow. how I've never they heard of that. They were gone crazy. one day. Yeah. Hmm. They, they were just gone one day. And cause I was, I was in the hospital and like, they were checking on that. I think every week or I think like to see how, if it, they'd grown or something like that. And they were just gone one day to the point where it was a teaching hospital in Jacksonville and in Jacksonville, Florida. And, um, they, the doctors were like, the doctor went and called in another doctor who called in another doctor who called in the nurses who then started calling in the residents because now they were trying to figure out what the heck had happened. And, you know, it's a teaching hospital. So that kind of thing, but ultimately they, they never figured out what happened. The doctor told my mother or my family, cause they were all there praying for weeks on end. Um, but my, the doctor told my mother that he had never seen anything like that. He's not a religious person, but he doesn't know any other way to explain it other than a miracle. Like he said, he just really could not, they could not figure it out. And my mother's always been sweet. She's always said, because there's not really any singers in my family at all. My mom was always said that, um, that my heart was filled with music and you know that was Aww, what cured me that's so sweet yeah it's really that's a tattoo sweet. right there so right but so after I came home you know if I was I was in the hospital for like three and a half months and then after I came home shortly after that night before Christmas came out and my mom is not into things that well I okay I say that she wasn't when I was growing up into just like spooky creepy things I found out later she loves true crime and paranormal stuff but like mm-hmm. she doesn't like she doesn't really she likes horror movies but she doesn't really like like the creepy macabre stuff that I like in that way if that makes any sense like I grew up really into just more it it is and it's interesting but she she didn't get into this stuff until she was older so when I was growing up she wasn't into it at all um and she just didn't have the stomach for that kind of stuff but for some reason she let me watch Nightmare Before Christmas all the time because I I was listening to it so much and obsessed with it and she said I could um 
I was singing along before I could sing words. Uh, and I was like, I would be in my, you know, my high chair just dancing. Oh, and like, so sweet. And, and yeah, so I've always been obsessed with that movie. I mean, like literally, like it was on every day, multiple times a day. That was my movie. And um, so growing up, that sort of imagery and that, I, you know, I remember when I was like seven, I had a CD and it was a Britney Spears CD. Love Britney. Mm-hmm. Yay, Britney. It was, it was, um, I don't remember which one it was. It had the fairies on it. You know what I'm talking about? It was like one of her yeah. early 2000s when it had fairies mm-hmm. on it. And she did a, I don't remember which song it was, but it was, I know now it was in a minor key. And I will never forget, I was listening to this, this, the CD. And I had also been really into the thriller seat, the thriller album, um, you know, Michael Jackson thriller. Uh, I was really into that for a while. And I remember thinking, I really like these songs that sound creepy and dark. And I don't know what makes them sound creepy and dark, but I love it. And then when I got into music theory in high school and I learned the difference between major and minor keys I was like oh my gosh I remember this moment and I was trying to figure out what makes it sound creepy and it's because it's in a minor key so now I just have to find stuff that's in minor keys and and yeah so I've always kind of (laughs) all of that coming together the creepiness has definitely been a part of me my whole life um shown its way have you seen the guy on TikTok that takes um like Disney villain songs and changes them to major keys and then Disney hero songs and changes them to minor keys no, but I love it. Definitely I'm working on something now where I'm trying to change a song that I really like that has a lot of harmonies and it's in a major key, but the, the, the words very are sound really creepy. So I'm trying to change it into a minor key and then I'm going to do a video on that. But mm-hmm. yeah, I love that kind of stuff. It really changes the entire tone of the song. It does. It's crazy. I wish I could do music like that. I played violin for like six weeks. Um, my orchestra teacher told me to pretend to play at the concert. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> you never told me that. Yeah, oh my God. She told me not to play for real. That is hysterical. Um, I mean, it's sad, but no, it's no, hilarious. It's, it's on brand for <laughs> my life. Um, luckily, I was kind of forced out of orchestra before the semester ended because I moved schools was bullied aggressively, only made it six weeks and pulled out um, the same day I was sent home crying. Mm-hmm. Went back to the school. I had missed six weeks of orchestra. There's no catching up. So they just put me in choir when I still had stage yeah. fright. Mm-hmm. It was one of the only altos and we sang um, the Tarzan album that year. Love that. That's all we you did. Sang, you sang what? The Tarzan album. Oh my gosh. That Phil Collins didn't have to go that hard, but he did. He really did. He did. did. He did. I've been an alto my whole life too, like a like a contra alto, like share alto, Mm -hmm. and it's really fun to sing uh, Tarzan at that because contra alto is one of the few things that doesn't fuck with my vocal cord dysfunction. Like it doesn't feel like I'm gargling glass when I'm singing when I sing. Oh gosh. Man, I always grew up singing alto too until I got into high school and I started my voice teacher, I mean, sorry, my choir teacher, because I couldn't afford voice lessons at the time. And my choir teacher saw that I was really interested. And I was really, you know, I had a knack for music. And it was what I wanted to do at this point. And uh, so she started kind of giving me vocal lessons on the side after school. And so one of the things that we did in our lessons in the beginning was just kind of scales just to kind of see like, what my range is. And we got up really high. And she looked at me and she, she said, So you're not an alto you're a soprano who likes to sing alto. <laughs> and I'm like, I still don't know if I believe it. I mean, I, I know I can hit soprano notes, but like my voice is very, it's much more, I feel like comfortable and rich in, in yeah. the mid tone in like a more of an alto mezzo tone. Um, but yeah, I was the same way. I always love singing alto because the harmonies are so much fun. Harmonies are so much fun. 
mm-hmm. like I during musical theater altos like we get the same note through the whole song and we're expecting oh, yeah. to do it next to the sopranos and I'm like I love y'all I wish I could sing like y'all but get away from me yeah <laughs> <laughs> I my, love, um, well and you know another thing oh sorry <laughs> no you're fine my director for hairspray put me into soprano notes um and I was like okay that's fine okay um we did Sweeney Todd the next semester and I look at him and I was like if you put me in soprano for Sweeney Todd I'm unaliving myself <laughs> like I'm not doing it very different I love that that is like my I will favorite. hurt myself love Sweeney Todd is one of my favorites it was I such a fun so show much. and I was that was my senior show so I actually like got a part of it wasn't like a big part oh good it roll my role but who did you play uh Jonas Fogg they made it a female role so the guy that runs the asylum I have like three lines and then they shoot me behind yeah. the scrim but it was so much fun nice it's broken that's awesome I thought I did too um Aaron found them in the Buick and y'all's um, ADHD is showing sorry yeah sorry <laughs> sorry we, uh, and y'all are the type you're fine we found her steampunk goggles that she made and lost oh, and they're wow. falling apart because the Texas heat um destroyed them. destroyed them I understand I am so tired of heat and humidity I'm so tired of it. Uh, so Bram was a theater critic before Dracula, before after. What do you think he would think of modern musicals, uh, starting with Wicked and including but not limited to Hamilton, Bean Girls, Waitress? <laughs> you know, the thing is, Beetle I don't really know Beetle a lot Juice. about... Oh, God, I love Beetlejuice. Okay, Alex so, Ray. you know, I, I want to say the way that I would like to think he would feel about them as you know happy to see the newer generations kind of tearing it into their own making you know bringing media into it making it more modern um especially bringing in gothic and macabre types of of settings uh back you know onto this musical stage I think he would really appreciate that but also there's also part of me the history side of me that knows very well uh, contextually about the man being a man where he was from and and being the critic that he was yes that makes me think I wonder if he would just we hate it all (laughs) you know I don't know (laughs) but I like to think I'm gonna continue um thinking that he would he would just be happy to see us all making it our own and I'm I'm sure (laughs) I get to tell the story yeah I'm (laughs) I'm just gonna yeah I'm gonna say I'm going to say that he would he would love to see honestly I mean if we think about it he was one of the main people who began kind of the gothic literature scene and that gothic literature scene right and that gothic literature scene is what led to gothic and other scenes and other media it brought us dracula and the other you know uh, monsters of the early 1900s and um, and all of that kind of stuff that was happening and and i think that you know if he were to look at it and see this is all directly correlated to the influence that you started you know this this subculture this just this giant um, collection of, of strange and weird and unusual people who are now expressing themselves fully in every day, you know, with their clothing or their choices or the media that they, that they partake in. It's all, it's all essentially, you know, partly because of him and his work. So I, I think that that that's pretty exciting. And I think he would be proud. I love yeah. that. I think and you love it. Not to spoil too much of the next episode. I'm essentially writing a college thesis, even though I'm not in college on how like the romanticism era birth modern horror as a mm-hmm. genre mm-hmm. um 
because like as long as people have told stories people have told scary stories mm-hmm. yeah but the horror genre is 200 years old it's only 200 mm-hmm. years old it's yeah. very new mm-hmm. and it started in the romantic era with stoker with shelly with um, yep oh gosh with uh walpole uh was the first gothic story to like Mm-hmm. they think existed like it uses the it's the first time the word gothic is used in a mm. book title yeah um and it's from 1764 so like it's wow. old but for fairly human early. history it's so new fairly new and yes. it, it like the movies that it influences today still like so i'm you know hyper fixating on that right now that's what my mental that's awesome that's <laughs> awesome I'm, I'm looking forward to listening to that one <laughs> We and do. asking silly questions. Dracula, Frankenstein, Headless Horseman. Who wins in a fight? Dracula. You think yeah. so? Yeah. I'm a big Headless Horseman advocate. I love him, but I, I think like when he's not on his horse, he's he's, he's kind of useless. useless. That's fair. <laughs> uh, I, but I like Dracula, Dracula can fly. <laughs> Dracula can. He's got Dracula's power. a little OP for this fight. Like. Okay, but he's very OP for this fight. And he's tried to. Uh, I read the book. He's tried to. Off he's strong too. That is fair. Yeah, he's tried. That's However, true. if they simply pluck his head from his body, he can't do much. So you make a solid point. <laughs> But, but how easy is it miss? to pluck his head from his body? So, you know, that's fair. I feel like he would win. For that's sure. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Dracula has has powers beyond the mortal realm. You know what I mean? Even yeah. more so than, than the physical body of we Frankenstein. Give Frankenstein or... garlic bread. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's all you gotta do. Just roll around in this okay. garlic patch. It's fine. Or give him a wife. He'll be fine. That's well, all he that- wanted. That is all he just wanted company. I mean, he <laughs> just didn't want to be alone, but also he didn't ask to exist, which I guess most that's of us didn't. Fair. Um, have you seen Bride of Frankenstein? She didn't want to be there either. I know. Like, and that's the thing that pissed me off, okay? Because like I understand that all he wanted was a wife, but at the same time, bruh, you're in this massive hell because you were created being when you didn't want to be created, and now you're gonna like put somebody else to that because you're, like, you're, I you're know tired, no you're bored. You too will know no peace. It's like that movie Passengers or whatever it is. <gasps> yeah, you know when he wakes her up intentionally. I, spoiler alert. I guess <laughs> wanted to punch him in the face. That really, whole movie. I know. I couldn't enjoy the movie because I was like, that. This is so cruel. I don't. <laughs> what i don't think i know that one. Oh, it's so good it's it is newer good. but like not new yeah okay. like 2009 jennifer no, Lord- no 2015 2015 2016 oh shoot and oh, you're right you're okay, right with jennifer lawrence you said yeah chris pratt chris pratt really okay yeah. interesting i'll have to check it out they're in space i like space <laughs> they're in deep space <laughs> And in deep shit, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on, that's a way better tagline. (laughs) Once we get like the fifties monsters, and they're like the blob, the thing, the swamp monster, you're like, what drugs were you on? (laughs) Have you ever seen? Oh my god, I think it was 1976 or 78. It might have been earlier than that. There was this horror film called Frogs. And when I tell you it was one of my favorite films in high school, I'm not kidding. It's I, one of the reasons I got into B horror films because I, it's not even B. It's like F horror films. F for frogs. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but 
but it's literally like this it's it's just set in this like it's, i think it's like a plantation home in the south and there's like there's swamps and there's just frogs everywhere and it's like essentially the birds but with frogs which is a uh, lot less menacing i was, I was gonna say, I was like gonna say that sounds like the birds just with frogs but like it, birds can be scary they've got beaks mm-hmm. and claws and they can dive bomb you and they can yeah, no, like you know swarm. I, uh, with the exception frogs, of what are they gonna do no. you can't run away from some frogs like it's hilarious you, you should watch it on them i wouldn't want to but i mean if they were trying to kill me but that's like could. so we have this question that we ask in interviews uh for work oh gosh it's one of it is my favorite question to ask um the original question goes what would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 50 oh duck-sized horses <laughs> They're not kidding. This was an actual this interview, is an interview question. question. The other version of the question is what would you I'm rather I'm genuinely fight? thinking about it. Are you genuinely thinking about it? The yeah, other I'm version of the it. question while you think is what would you rather fight one, <laughs> one Danny DeVita sized whale or 50 <laughs> whale sized Danny DeVita? <laughs> Definitely the Danny DeVita sized whale. Yeah. Um, especially outside of water. Are we in water yeah. or are we just like holding it like a baby? Like, my favorite question is the one about the uh, baseball bat, the 12 year old or the second graders and the. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. That's right. That's the other version of the question. Mm-hmm. Okay. I need to hear that version. Okay. So we give you a baseball bat and an unlimited supply of cocaine. You will not overdose. You know, you won't overdose. How many 12, how many waves of 12 year olds do you think you could fight? There's about 20 uh, 12 year olds in a wave. I thought it was second graders. Yeah. Or second, second graders. graders. Sorry, second yeah. graders. That makes a massive difference. Dang, that's getting real violent in my head. Not like that. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. Yeah. laughs> okay, I'm going to go back to the first one about the horse sized duck or the 50 duck sized horses. And the thing is, what I, here's, what, here's the thing I'm thinking about the damage that can be done. Because, like, horses, really, all they've got is some butting of their heads and chomping teeth. And I know those yeah. teeth can chomp pretty hard, but at the same time, a lot less hard when they're small. But they're small, but clompers aren't, but the big, tiny clompers though, aren't that bad. Yeah, I no, can deal with some tiny clompers, but like ducks have teeth. Horse. Ducks them. have teeth already that's what that I'm hurt and like majorly tall ducks. Also, I feel like the only way I would be able to fight this duck would be to have to like, Okay, we're good. I'm really thinking about this. I don't think I'd be able to fight it. I think I would have to climb on its back and try to like break it like a horse. Break oh, it I it, see. But yeah. Can I? I don't think I could fight it. Ducks fly. Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, that's really fun. That I love that you answered the question that way. The reason we asked that question is because it really gives us an insight on like what kind of person you are and how you question, how Emily. you approach your problems. And I work I with that. them. I make friends. Yeah, like, that's hilarious. What's funny is that's so fun. That's so true, though, because like when I started the TikTok, you know, you always gonna you're always gonna get haters, right? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Always. I mean, it's just part of the internet. And so, but the funny thing is about it that like there were multiple comments in that in that big video about that you guys found me on um, that were just kind of very trolly and you know and I would respond and by like there were many of them that that by the end of our thread we, we were like friends or like they're following me now or whatever and it's it's so funny because I genuinely like to combat um, <sighs> hostility with kindness thank right? you yes because the thing is 
either way, I'm a win because you're not messing with my piece. And secondly, like the word, I mean, the best case scenario is that we're both going to win because you're going to get a friend because I'm awesome. I'm a good friend. And you're, I'm, you're, I'm going to be your friend and you're going to be friends with me. And it's going to be great. And, <laughs> you know, we're going to have That's this awesome. nice symbiotic relationship. I love that. And well, it just, it's, it's, it's so much less toxic for me. And regardless mm-hmm. of the outcome, whether you want to be angry at me for being kind, or you want to, you know, say, oh, I, I'm going to reciprocate this kindness. Like either way, I'm going to be fine. And there's potential for you to also win in this and also gain a little positivity in this moment or in an extended friendship or whatever. And it's, it's so good. It makes me so happy. I love <laughs> like, that. that. You know the thing, like hurt people, hurt people. And if you were like, yes. in kindness, like I'll, my first hate comment that I ever got on TikTok wasn't even a hate comment. It was me reacting to like a thirst trap of Chris Evans, because like, how can you not? <laughs> and this guy goes, LOL, you wish. And I was like, I mean, yeah, don't you? Like, <laughs> yeah. Have you seen and that? The thing, that's like, the thing is that like, thing. not everything has to be a personal attack, right? Yeah, yeah. but kill people with kindness. Kill them with like, kindness, you know? Like, I know my league. He knows his league. I like, mm-hmm. he's also a multimillionaire celebrity and I live in Fort Worth, Texas. Like, I, know, <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I can dream. I can pop into his DMs, mm-hmm. but I also am realistic kind of. <laughs> <laughs> learned along the way when I was growing up that like with all the bullies that I used to have because I used to have a lot of bullies I would befriend them I would like basically stop like they would keep like trying to like say mean things and stuff to me and I was just like how are you how are you doing today you know like I would say things like that and like eventually I broke their shields became friends with them well and it's like it's like you said Chloe hurt people hurt people Mm -hmm. and we never you know, I always try to give the benefit of the doubt. I say always, we always have, we have our days. There's going to be days where I'm not as strong as I am usually, but I try to remember that and give people the benefit of the doubt and, you know, and wonder, okay, well, I don't know what they're going through and this isn't personal. They don't know me enough for it to even be personal. So don't take it personally, look at it as a symptom of something that's going on in their life or something that they've dealt with. And then now how can we combat the symptom? kindness or, you know, ask how their day is, like you said, or ask to get to know them more or whatever, or just like wish them well, you know, even if you're on my page, wishing me awful things, I'm going to wish you well, because I've got no beef in this fight. (laughs) I even just a simple smile can bring a smile to someone else's face and give them a better day, which is so much better than somebody telling you to smile. So much better. (laughs) Don't tell me to smile, like do something that can make me smile. Nothing. Yeah. Thank God we wear masks at work because I have like natural (laughs) smiley eyes. So like, since we started wearing masks, the amount of guests telling me to like smile, sweetie has gone way down. Yeah. Uh, I mm. did have that one guy in the mafia group that was like, you thicker than a bowl of oatmeal girl as they were walking up and I had to be in my like 1930s character. I'm like, (laughs) oh, best ever. That was a nice group. My my last group did, I think they tipped. I'm pretty sure they tipped. So I was like, okay. But I was like, he was the last one to walk in too and i was like i won't you gotta gotta do the but i'm like i'm a 1930s speakeasy owner that's a woman like how do i how does my character handle that like i was not trained in improv i love that oh my god i actually oh that just reminded me i'm sorry i'm going you just reminded me though, because I was in a, uh, when I was living in Nashville, I was a part of the murder mystery company up there, which is like a, yeah, it, it, it's like a, I think they have, they are like national or whatever, and they have a bunch of different branches, but um, it was really great little Never group. had a murder mystery, mystery show theater, like playhouse thing. 
Oh, that's cool. Yeah, this one was, it wasn't a in one place. Um, it was like they would do events and parties and stuff all over town. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so and the, the character I got to play, oh, it was, um, shoot. Oh my God, it was like Trish, oh, Trish, Trish Fish or something like that. I don't remember what it was, but she was like, it was 1920s, 1930s kind of style. And everything she said was very, <laughs> she had to like, answer in this kind of uh her like her husband was a gangster and all this different stuff and there was a speakeasy and that's just what it reminded me of <laughs> it was really fun but I only got to do like three or four shows before I moved so Aww. didn't really get a whole lot of it that sounds yeah. like so much fun though mm-hmm. it was and they were such a good group I'm trying to convince us like our whole friend group to do a murder mystery party because I did one when I was like 16 it. it was so fun and my character was a flirt so I got to flirt with my crush openly and not get mocked Ooh. for it for the first time <laughs> I love that he, it's the uh crush slash like x whatever it was that was my eponine story oh um, yeah but like I got to openly flirt with him and his character <laughs> also happened to be a flirt so he had to flirt back like, yeah, <laughs> I was like, I like this attention. I'm here for it. I was in like a floor length, like black dress that barely zipped up and fit, Love but it was that. really hot because I was like, I have like a weird corseted hourglass figure naturally, mm. and so it was just like accentuated. But also, I was like 16 and didn't know what to do, and I couldn't yeah. sit down. So when he was sitting on the couch, I like flopped down dramatically on the couch because I couldn't bend. And I <laughs> on the couch. That's awesome. I keep hitting cop. My earrings are too long. You pick dangly earrings on recording day? I'm not you making judgments. Don't I'm, not making judgments. <laughs> I'm wearing rhinestones on my eyes and I'm not leaving the house today. There. I wore no I didn't either. I took five minutes to get ready because I fell asleep on my couch before I came over here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I had to rush out the door. <laughs> I love you. Do you have another question? Um, I have a few actually. I just wrote down. I just jumping. I wrote them as jumping off points. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, by the way, you tried the other tea. What did you think of it? I liked it. I like. I think I like this one more. Honestly, the red one. This one's really good. I think it needs a little more umph. There's not a lot of flavor mm. to it. Okay. See, that's I. I, I kind of agree. Like it's. It has the autumn feel to it mm-hmm. but like I feel like there it was missing a little something but out of all four of them those two were the best the, yeah this one's definitely very good and this one's also very good it just needs a little bit more flavor it's a little like, more pumpkin spice yeah a little more pumpkin it just it, there was not enough it was too spicy it just tasted like spicy water I don't know <laughs> like spicy water that's vodka <laughs> What do you Good think thing. about um, the Riverdale plot line? Because you like chaotic energy. I feel like the I've Riverdale, never watched Riverdale. It's a hot mess and is like kind of terrible, but in the funniest, like best way. Okay. I haven't watched it because I just, I really, oh, I don't know. How, I don't know why, but I just haven't. <laughs> it doesn't resonate I with everyone. Well, you, I just haven't even tried it. That's so it. I don't know I mean, if it would resonate it's, with me. It's just fun and chaotic. I, I think it. as seasons go on, you realize that the writers are doing harder drugs like hard more yes. hard, like it starts as just being like totally based in the real world nothing and then they, like and then there's like goblin king and you're like what happened what 
Okay, well now, oh, well, I did just read that Sabrina um, is going it's to be about in the to next do a crossover season. episode. Yeah, I got the Yeah, which is morning. cool. It's no gone. way. That whole universe is completely off the goddamn rails. So, like, so off weird. Off the fucking rails. If I ever published did, the RPs I did, did y'all? like, it would be along those lines. Because mm-hmm. it was, like, the family of this mm-hmm. original Seven Sins personified. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, this is our fourth co-host. This He's, is Monster. This is Monster. He's Hi, baby always here he is not happy no look at him oh, he is he's not happy he's he just, looks either uh he's sad or sleepy he's upset <laughs> are you he's upset, upset. He's spaghetti like please 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 let me down no, he, wanted <laughs> up. he wanted up oh baby he needed he's an old boy he's 15 oh sweet no. boy he's gonna be 16 in january <gasps> wow oh my oh my that's wonderful oh hi sweet boy oh my gosh give him a, can i can you give him a, okay can you please give him a kiss on his forehead for me that looks like a very kissable forehead look at that forehead look at that look forehead got a good that old man forehead. he's got this beautiful like little stripe of white on his forehead i like and to call I it like his golden spot <laughs> guess what i just bought what did you just buy the necrophonic uh ghost app that's supposed to be really amazing. Nice. I have that. I, I have it. Yeah, I, I heard really it. good things about that one in particular. I, I literally got it because I was doing, I was on somebody else's YouTube um, and she's a paranormal YouTuber and she has a haunted doll and I wanted, we wanted to see if the doll would speak Oh my to God. Me. I, is it the, the girl that's also on TikTok where she goes live and she has like a whole collection of haunted dolls or is it the one that- is she um, blonde? Because that's a friend of mine, but this is this this girl. I can't remember her name, but she was Latino. Latina, excuse me. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I also follow. She's her on great. Instagram. I love her. She's kind of she's got like a she's kind of like reserved and kind of quiet, but she's yeah. like very sweet. I and think her doll's name is Annie. I think or or um yeah, it's like um. I'm not on haunted doll TikTok. I'm on tarot card pulling TikTok, mm-hmm. which I, I've heard I need to tread yeah. lightly. I can't remember who. Maybe it might be your friend also that I follow on TikTok because like she's got she- over a million followers. One of my friends, um, who's she's blonde and she's got blue eyes and she does a lot of haunted dolls and haunted furniture. Did she do stuff. the the rods with them? I don't remember. She has all the equipment though that she can set up. Um, I think so. With the dolls. I wonder if it's her. I'm but really- yeah, the Necrophonic app. I've I've it's been interesting. I want to play with it some more because I'm still not sure how I feel about it. But we did get some very interesting results uh, when she, when I was talking to her doll, and um, yeah, that was really fun. But I was trying. I've tried it here, and the thing is, I don't know if it's just me being bombarded with spirits or if it's just not working for me or whatever. But I I was having so much come through that I just couldn't hear anything much. that was it was too much to 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 determine what anybody was trying to say and, and so um there was one point though that it did well yeah I thought I heard my name very clearly oh cats and again her name on yeah on one of our apps and that's I- the thing is like Shanna is not a common name it's often mispronounced it's not mm-hmm. um so the fact that I heard it very clearly from what I mean, but the thing is, I know our minds can change things. So I don't know if I really heard it or if I was just hearing something else, yeah. but it very clearly sounded like Shanna. So I don't crazy. know. I guess I'm, the thing with like, I, my name's Chloe, which is not mm-hmm. uncommon, but like, I very rarely meet other Chloe's, but I like, mm-hmm. I'll hear Cole, Nicole, um, like all variations of things that aren't even remotely the same. And I'll turn around because that's how I've been conditioned. Like my doctor's yeah. come totally because they can't read. <laughs> what? I got called cello by a substitute in like fourth grade. 
like <laughs> no hello. so like on that app in particular yes. i've been watching some other tick like uh paranormal investigators and like there's this one where the app will repeatedly say that person's name multiple times when they're talking just randomly like they're not even like asking them a question like they'll be asking them something else um and then like maybe like not back to back but it's like maybe every so often throughout the session like it'll say their name you know and i'm just yeah like, that's kind of cool crazy. and it's like exactly their name like not a variation but it's like yeah it's wild. Like, which makes me you know part of me the skeptic is like are they taking information from other apps and then they're trying to feed it into the pro you know and they've got something to do but at the same time i'm just like are they or is this really something happening so i don't know it's interesting though and it's fun to play with regardless mm-hmm. that's why i'm excited to bring it to work and be like yeah Yes, tarot cards at work. We should do the tarot cards at the Halloween party. Oh, we could. Yeah, yeah. If we have time, I I uh, have made it across the tarot reading TikTok, and the thing is, like, my brain knows that I'm looking for a sign, so I'm reading in all these things, but I also don't know what the tarot cards mean, so I don't know if I'm getting the fake ones. So I'm like, "Ah." Mm. yeah, yeah. Well, I love tarot. Anytime you want to, you want a reading, I'd be happy to do one for you. Oh, absolutely. I'll I'll schedule one with you if you like. Yeah, sounds good. Yeah. 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 You're staring at me. No. I'm staring. Hi. 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 Staring at that. No. It's like your eyebrows are on point today. Mine are like so I need to pluck my eyebrows like so bad. Yeah, you would you and Chloe. I Chloe's eyebrows. I've made it past the point of depression. I can do makeup for the first time in months again. Like makeup. makeup. I've been doing a lot of makeup lately, but I I just don't. I not today. (laughs) Not Not today. Not this week. Not this week. I'm just scared. Makeup is my therapeutic time it's where Mm -hmm. I like put on my music oh we were talking earlier about music yeah one of the things I've been doing lately when I've been like really depressed but I have shit to do so I have to get up and get ready is like okay are are any of you fans of um, of system of a down yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yes okay so you know the song bounce Mm -hmm. yep it's just it's just chaos and high upbeat energy right um, and so what I started doing when I was like super depressed, but like I could still get out of bed, but I still needed to really find motivation was I was like, okay, you got shit to do today. You got to get ready. You got to do your makeup. You got to do your hair. You're going to do this because you love yourself and you feel better when you do these things. And so I would go into the bathroom and I'll put on bounce and just that whole two and a half minute song, just like headbang and bounce around for a minute or yeah. for two minutes. And then when I'm done with that, I'm just like, okay, I can do this. And it's been a great way. <laughs> for me to just like I love you know it myself up hyping yourself up yeah I yeah a, that's it I made a playlist of all the songs I used to listen to when I was like nine which is like Ali and AJ Hannah Montana uh yes. Jonas Brothers uh Jojo the leave get out song yes. like all of those yes, I love and I'll song. blast that if I'm home alone I'll blast that or if I'm in a car alone I'll blast that and belt out to it I don't give a shit mm-hmm. if it feels like I'm gargling less because I have vocal cord dysfunction I'm gonna do it oh. and then I'm in the best headspace ever and it takes oh, yeah. a while to get up you know the energy and motivation to put that on my favorite um genre to put on to really give myself some like energy and like pump myself up is edm just different types really yes like i love it so much you are a raver though i am a raver yes (laughs) i love it i've never i've never really fully gotten into edm but i know a lot of people like who are really into it and that's Mm -hmm. awesome that's great that it's like works for you house music in particular is just amazing Uh like it can be trancey you know like Mm -hmm. not trance in general is like smooth like especially like it's great for meditative type stuff because it's like really nice but like the house one is more like real there's a beat underneath it yeah yes it's very (laughs) very smooth it's not as legato yeah Mm -hmm. and it's not i understand that yeah (laughs) it's totally different very very different that one is like i I get chaos 
That's right. It's so funny for me. Like, Sorry, Well, everybody has, no, but everybody has different things. It's so interesting to me that like, like for me, I, I, for, it's so strange, but when I listen to metal, that's got a really heavy baseline and a really good, like, especially when you're using like a double bass drum, you know, and then you've got like, just, just rhythm and rhythm, rhythm, rhythm. And then you've got all of the guitar and the synth on top of it. Like that for me, the layers and the energy that gets me in such a good headspace and it makes me feel so happy and positive but then like my mother listens to that and she's like what is this this is awful yeah <laughs> you know? and it's like and it's and it's so funny how and like different music for different people and our interests and what we've been through and just who we are and what we are naturally inclined towards can be so very different and it really is so personal. Like, what do you like? What makes you feel good? What makes you want to move? What makes you get energy? And I just, and oh, like I love music. Such strong links to like time periods when you listen to certain yeah. songs. Because yeah. like, also can't make the podcast, but the show Hannah Montana came out the weekend that my mom kidnapped us from my dad, like legit cross state lines. Um, and Hannah Montana like came out that weekend, like the first day we were at my grandparents' house. And so that was my comfort show because yeah it was new and came out around the time, but it had music to it. And so now Hannah Montana is just like this freedom kind okay. of thing for me. Um, or like Les Mis was during high school. And so like, if I need mm-hmm. to write and get into my feels because I'm, you know, writing feels I'll put on Les Mis and then I can just like so many different things. It's almost like smell. Like you can remember the yeah. smell of an October 3rd scholastic book fair in your library when it's raining. Like, yeah, I think yeah. music. Has I do. I think that, I think you're so right. Cause music for me does that. Like there, you know, I told you I read while I'm, mm-hmm. or I listen to music while I read. And a lot of times, um, or while I was studying in, in college a lot, I would do that. And so what's funny is like, I can be listening to a song that I was listening to when I was studying a particular topic or a part- or reading a particular line of a book. And every, and now every time I hear this one verse of the song, I associate it with this line of this book or something. It's, it's strange, but like, it's only things that are very memorable. Spaghetti, but mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Yes. <laughs> but for yes. real though, for real though, it's like that. And it's just the strangest. It's so, it's so cool though, because it's, it shows you like how our brain associates things like that. And I feel like music and smell like auditory and, and, um, I forgot the word, but anyway, the, you know, the smell sense, it's just all, it, it's all so integrated into our memory system and like how we remember things that it's, that's why a, a song can take you back. A smell can take you back to a particular moment. Like you're just sitting there experiencing yeah. it again. Oh, yeah. My mom, it's so I, cool. my first exposure to musical theater at all was my mom used to sing Castle on a Cloud as my lullaby. Oh, um, and wow. I never, I didn't know it was a lullaby. I didn't know it was from that musical until I was in high school. Yeah. I just knew these words that my mom used to sing to me. And uh, so now that's just in my brain, but like music therapy is so like, so strong and they just have yeah. these different connections. And I was just like your introduction to certain songs in certain places in your life. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And then when yeah. you kind of get into those same periods, you started noticing that that music's around a lot more mm-hmm. because subcon- yeah. I think subconsciously you're putting that out into the world that you need that song again. Like you're putting it on a playlist because like it pops into your head yeah. in that place. And yeah. Well, and that's the thing is like, you know, now that you mention it, like I was saying about the whole band mix thing, I've been super depressed lately and I've not been able to perform because I've been so full time on the business and I moved to Orlando and everything. And then all of a sudden, like in the midst or right after I'm getting over this, some of the worst depression I've had in years, you know, I'm getting inquiries about performing again and not just performing, performing this metal music that's been helping me through my depression and yeah. you know and then and then that led me back to the fallen album from evanescence mm-hmm. which which led me back to like 
dealing with all of this trauma and stuff that I dealt with in middle school and how it corresponds with today's feelings and all of the depression I'm feeling. And it's like, it really is therapeutic. It does. It comes back, I think when you need it and, and it's, gosh, I mean, I hadn't listened to that album in years, years, but it still hit. I think it, I think it even hit harder because of being older and all the stuff I've dealt with since, but like, God, yeah. music is so, it's so important. You understand more now as an adult, like you understand more of your yeah. situation. Um, I know like this, I'm learning my, I'm relearning my entire past this year because my family can now openly say things that were actually happening when mm-hmm. I was being sheltered from it in my household growing up. But like, you understand your position from a different viewpoint now that you're on the outside of it. And so words are just a lot stronger because you're like, oh, this song meant a lot to me at this time, but it also had this connection that I'm just now realizing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like with, with like the hello song. And um, there's another one that's, um, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a, it's all about her. Like this one was the one that when I listened to the lyrics, I was like, I knew I loved this song and I knew it was because of escapism, but I didn't re- realize how much it was really talking about my life. Cause she's talking about how, she'd rather be asleep basically than living in the nightmare that is her life. And that she's just like, don't wake me up. Yeah. Don't wake me up. Like, let me sit beneath my, you know, candy clouds and let me sit in the flowers. And and that's it. Imaginary. That's it. I love that one. That's my favorite song. And I remember as a kid, it always reminded me of Alice in Wonderland, Mm -hmm. um, which is one of the reasons why I loved it so much. And it was so sad. And I remember being like, yeah, I just wanted to escape the world that I was living in. But then as I got older or, or as I'm older now, and I was listening to it, like, my depression. The reason I don't get out of bed for days on end is because all I want to do is sleep because I don't want to live in the reality that is my life. So it's like, I will, I will just sleep and sleep and sleep as much as I possibly can. And I'm so exhausted from all of the depression and like the fatigue and stuff that it's like, I I can just sleep as much as I want. And so that song had me bawling because I'm like, I understand this. And I, it always spoke to me and the music itself reads so beautifully. That's one of the reasons I love her stuff. Their stuff is because it really, um, the emotions that she's singing about are also very well expressed in the instrumental music. Yeah, and, it's crazy um, that they it's like- incredible because I mean, that song spoke to me in that way without me fully even understanding what it was about. And you know, it's so incredible how that, can, how that can do that, how music yeah. can do that. And then I, think God, as an I have adult, so much respect for it. And then as an adult looking back, because like you said, it reminded you of Alice in Wonderland, like as a kid. And I just, I'm going through a vintage Disney movie phase right now. Um, rewatched Alice in Wonderland for the first time in years. Cause I refused to watch it because of my last name. Um, oh yeah. Uh, because it's just like for the first six years of my life, only Cheshire cat items. That's all. It's oh. so like, it's kind of, you know, makes you sick of it real fast. And so I rewatched it for the first time in years and Wonderland is her dreaming. Like she's actually Mm -hmm. asleep that whole Mm -hmm. movie. And it's been a minute since I've read the book, but like, uh, so like she wants to read the book. I've never read the book. Well, the reason it reminded me of her was, or the reason it specifically, there's one line and it's in my field of paper flowers and candy, candy clouds of lullaby. I lie inside my for hours mm-hmm. and watch my paper sky fly over me I think yeah and but it's the lie inside myself for hours because in the beginning of the Alice in Wonderland when she's laying in the flowers mm-hmm. she's saying she's talking about how she could lie inside herself for hours or lie with the flowers for hours or something like that and she so wanted to talk with the flowers the, that was it talk with yeah. the flowers and and that was just for some reason that you know not for some All reason I feel flowers. like it's pretty evident Especially that's flowers. it yeah oh and so I always kind of pictured her in her own like goth version of that field. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I love it. I love like, that. Purple 
candy <laughs> clouds above her. And it's I just, I always have this very big visual of that. And it's and so I could trippy just see and all, I love it. I can see all the black types of flowers. Cause like, mm-hmm. there's so many Gothic mm-hmm. flowers. I don't know if you've ever seen them, but like they're gorgeous. I have, I've, I've yeah. <sighs> Gothic. So- uh, I would love to have a fairy garden with like a Gothic corner. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes. Oh I want like, beautiful. I want all of that. Like, yeah. Apothecary storefront. <laughs> Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was meaning to ask you, Ghoulish Garb, you want to expand someday into a storefront, right? Sure. Do you yeah, have absolutely. like an image that you would want that storefront to like fulfill? And does it include- Honestly, I don't, I don't have- <laughs> Always. Um, you know, I haven't thought about the storefront itself, but I know I very clearly see what I want on the inside. And, mm-hmm. or rather, I don't think it's necessarily, I see what I want. I've just had this vision for a very long time of what it would be. And so you have like an aesthetic, because, like in your head. Yeah. But again, it's like almost, it, it almost feels like it was a, like, it was a vision of what it would be. It's just yeah. straight. It's strange because it's not, I don't, I don't feel like this is something I've dreamt up. It feels almost like I saw it, you know, um, yeah, there's a lot of, would I'm writing yeah when when writing my characters tell me who they are it's not yes and so your story is telling you what it is not like what you build it to be you're like oh yeah because you know I look at it in my head and I'm thinking like it's perfect but I wouldn't it it's interesting there's a lot of the the biggest thing for me that I'm seeing is a lot of wood grain like on the walls a lot of wood shelving hardwood floors but then interspersed with a lot of um because I you know again it's very much who I am but um like if you look at this here this is one of my favorite I love it I've been yeah well and it's that's one side of it and um it's my favorite side though oh that's gorgeous so it's so pretty it's really kind of hard to see, but it's from the Victorian trading company. Um, my style of decoration is essentially like Victorian goth. Mm-hmm. Um, Love it. so, you know, I, I like kitschy Halloween. I really do. And I have a lot of friends who sell, who decorate with that kind of stuff all year round. And it's awesome. And I love that. But like this lamp over here is also from Victorian trading company. And, um, Oh, it's about that. So I've got this little spider back. This is, uh, I think I know who Frederick. And then it's it's just got like this orange so paneling in between the green and then the red Next spiders. It's really beautiful. Already gone. Victorian Trading Company has amazing Halloween stuff. Um, but that that isn't too kitschy. You know, they have some kitschy stuff, but my I like more subtle hints of goth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like them throughout. And so you know, I'm seeing a lot of dark. Like there's no overhead lighting. It's all lamps. Or if it's overhead, it's very, it's like lamps overhead. Yeah. Um, lots like warm of tones, very warm, um, lots of fabric draping, lots of incense, lots of, um, there's a cozy corner for people to just come in and read and talk. And I really want to make it a space for the community. I wanted a space that it can be, you know, you're a baby witch and you have questions come here and we will not be condescending. We won't judge you. We'll just teach you and answer your questions. We'll just talk to you. You know, um, maybe you aren't finding your community at school or in your home or wherever you are. And you're trying to find kindred spirits, come on, grab a book, sit down and read, you know, maybe we'll have a little cafe, um, and do 
you know, come like sweet, uh, haunted themed baking good baked goods and coffee. I and love stuff. That. I just, yeah. Yeah, so much. And also I really want to create a space where we can have, um, I want to do classes where you can come and take tarot classes or, um, learn about how to make your own spell candles, how to use runes, how to oh do all God, these things. Yes. And, I was going to ask, yeah, I want like, it to classes. be a community. Like, I don't know anything yeah. and my roommate's a witch, but I also like, don't ask me. I know that I don't ask you. <laughs> it's overwhelming. And I've been there. I've been there. It's overwhelming. I'm still and it's working on the meditation your... crystals thing. That's, like... fair. That's fair. <laughs> I did give, I gifted her crystal. I gifted both of you guys crystals. Mm-hmm. So that they, you know, which is great. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, I, that's, that's really what I want it to be is I, I definitely, I'm looking forward to having a place that I can sell my wares, but I really customer service and community is so incredibly important to me and I want to feel like I'm giving back in that way yeah and, and especially like I know how, having that yeah. like community back and in, in mm-hmm. such a creative space that didn't exist pre-pandemic mm-hmm. and people like have found themselves and have found themselves to be more witchy than they thought they were mm-hmm. uh, and so <laughs> yeah once everyone's it's able really... to like, safely get together again and have that space like yeah having something like that I think would be greatly needed. I also feel like, um, a lot of people are starting to awaken more, um, those kind of gifts, you know, yeah. like they're really coming into it, you know, and that's, I guess the baby, witch term comes in, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that everybody has the capability, you know, there's a reason that most children have the ability to see things beyond what they're, parents might be able to see. And I think it's because we all have that sensitivity. We, you know, it's in the same way. I always bring things back to music and I know that's just, it's just, a, it's just a much a part of who I am as all the paranormal, yeah, which yeah. stuff is. Yeah. So I'm going to bring it back to music. Again. And everyone's I believe. Music. Yes. Right. Um, yes. There are people who are tone deaf and like, there's really nothing you can do about that. If you have an actual deficiency with the way that you hear tones, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I truly believe, and I have found that through proper training and through proper technique, anyone can learn to sing, right? I've been saying mm-hmm. that for years. That. My ex-stepmom yes. doesn't believe me. <laughs> anyone can learn to sing. It's just, it, it's an art. It's a muscle. It's just like anybody can learn to run and run well. Anybody can learn to sing as long as you don't have, a, you know, like a disability that's impeding that, right? Yeah. Um, and the same way, I believe everybody has this, this psychic ability to some extent. Everybody has you know, it's not exclusionary. And I, I understand that hereditary, witches are a thing and that like, there's people who have had that in their family for years and years, but I don't believe that it's something that is necessarily, um, stronger because of that, or, or, you know what I mean? Like, it's not the same from person to person. Yeah. It's not like, look at me. I am, I'm, I have a huge, um, background and interest and, and training and everything in music, but like nobody else in my family is into that. And it's, you know, that doesn't mean that I'm less, talented or less uh, inclined to do it because of that it's like mm-hmm. I have it full-fledged even though it didn't come from my family and so I don't think you have to have it in your family to make you stronger or vice versa I don't think it makes you stronger to have otherwise it otherwise I would be amazing at yeah. sports and that's not true at all. <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah I just yeah anyway <laughs> you okay <laughs> <Slam over. laughs> wheel I don't know where I was going with that it. yeah it does well because we were talking about out. like how people have that ability like everyone yes. is able to everybody do that. can do it yeah, everybody could everybody do it. Do. It's just if you and the way I look at it is it's like a door. Yes, it's like yeah. a door. And you have to be able to first of all find the key to the door. 
find the lock to the door, put that together. And then you have to learn, okay, how do I keep this door closed when I need it closed? How can I open it when I want it open? Do I want just like a, a screen there, you know, where it's like kind of open and closed all the time? Like, you know, and you have never to really thought of, um, it's really, with, everybody has it specifically with like, y'all are more like premonition dreamy. I am a hardcore empath, like aggressive. Mm-hmm, and too. it was me too. It was also very much trained in me from a very young age to be overtly aggressive because I was raised in extreme trauma and I had to learn to read emotions and situations. And so now that door is like permanently open. I'm learning how to yep. close it. Uh, you can also learn to veil, which is yes. so, so, so yeah. helpful. But like, I'll walk into a room and you seem fine. You're acting fine. You tell me you're fine. I'm going to know. And I'll let you think that you lied to me successfully. It's fine. <laughs> Cause yeah. I don't want to push you to talk about something you don't want to talk about, but I'm going to go bullshit. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. not okay. Yep. I did the same thing. Sometimes- I did the same thing. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. You please, you go, you go. Oh, I was going to say, cause like, um, I'm also like very sensitive to that stuff. And like, sometimes it can get overwhelming and sometimes I don't know where to cut those things off. Like, you know, cut them out of my life Yeah. and I bring that energy in there with me. And so like, that's one of the things that makes my everything overwhelming, like my anxiety, my depression. Mind. Exactly. And so like, I've been learning to veil because like, and I've noticed so much or how much it's helped. What happened? I just held her hand. Oh, that's so <laughs> Um, but I'm, I'm learning to veil because like before I didn't know that's a, that's going to help. And so like, I started to learn how to do that and it's helped yeah. significantly. Um, that's awesome. So great. And like, I would love to teach you some like techniques for that too. Yeah. Right now, like, I'm sure that me, she's like, you need to talk to people and let them know you're not okay. And I was like, no, fine. <laughs> she's like, Chloe, you just cried for 30 minutes. I was like, and that's fine. a part of that's totally that trauma response because I understand. I, I, I didn't, I grew up in a traumatic household as well mm-hmm. um, with abuse and, you know, verbal and emotional mostly. Um, yeah. And, that was something that, yeah, I mean, I would sit in my, I would sit in my bedroom closet and just sob because first of all, I didn't want anybody to hear me because I didn't want to get in trouble for sobbing in my closet, which same, is same. ridiculous, but yeah. Um, Emotions. Yeah. It is scary. Even, even today, even knowing and telling myself like my chosen family loves me and I talk about it freely and I try to talk about my issues like this with freely because specifically so it's less stigmatized and also so that anybody else who's dealing with these issues can also feel that they can talk to me about them yeah um but the thing is I find myself still telling myself like but you can't talk about it like or you yeah, can't you're the you fixer can't, like you, you can't, can't talk about it eating personally. the yeah 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 like I'm the fixer y'all come to me like I can't show that I can't fix myself like that's well, and I'm, I'm okay showing that I can't fix myself. Um, and I'm okay talking about it after the fact, like I'm, I'm fine with not being perfect. I think that's, I think living imperfectly is, is important yeah. and beautiful. And I, I want to show that I'm not perfect. I want to show that I deal with these things, but it's when I'm going through those awful depressive episodes that I can't yeah, and think about it because it's like, like it's, I'm going to be the drama. I'm a burden. I'm, I'm a burden. I don't want to bring drama. And it's like, after the fact, when I've got my shit together again, I can talk about it and be like, okay, so here's what I went through, but I'm okay now. And I'll talk to you if you need help. But like, girl, why weren't you calling somebody when you had thoughts about hurting yourself? Like, why weren't you doing? And it was because, you know, and it's because for me, I've always feel like I've got myself in control, but like, and when I don't, I go 
to the doctor, you know? I have control issues. Let me tell you. Yeah. I think we've kept you for so long. Yes, we have. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You're fine. Like, no, I'm really enjoying this. And I, 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 listen, I, I feel like I'm just chatting with friends. It doesn't even feel like a podcast. No, that's, I felt like, yeah, very much like, I was a little worried it would feel like too structured. And I was like, I was in journalism in school. Like I, I, I know how to do this. And I was just like, and I was like, no, I feel like we have to like host her here. Now. We got to shoot the shit because yeah. like you have that, you know, that, that friendly vibe about you. And that's why it's like friendly. Like yeah, we, we know that. you. Yeah. It's, it's like a, like a friendship kind of feel. Yeah. yeah. And you know, it's been so great. And I, I, I really have been having the best time doing these podcasts because that's how it's felt with like so many interviewers that I've, that I've met so far. And like you three, absolutely. I feel like it's just like, I feel like I've known you guys, like it doesn't feel like that. We just met. It's very interesting. Um, but I'm very grateful. Uh, and I hope that we can continue our friendship. Cause this is, yeah, this is absolutely. You guys are wonderful. Thank you so I'll much. email you all, but we want to definitely want to like have you out here. It'd be so cool. Um, I know yeah, you mentioned on other that. podcasts you want to get into paranormal investigating. So if you want to do it in our escape rooms, awesome. we might throw you into one. We also honestly like, go ahead. I was gonna say, there's a few places that we've been wanting to go to that are haunted in the area. There's an old yeah. bed and breakfast that I think used to be a brothel. Yeah. And, um, Ms. and Molly's. stockyards, Ms. Molly's. um, mm-hmm. which is maybe I need to take haunted. a road trip. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Spooky, uh, spooky girls day. Or I would love that. I would love it. And yeah, um, I've definitely, I'm definitely, you guys have made, have brought, brought that out again of like, I really need to get my equipment and like, just do it because I wanted to do it for so long. And it's like, I know how to do it. I've, I've used the equipment. I've done the, I've done a friend with the spirit box. Emily has a friend with the spirit box. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm just, oh my gosh, we now awesome. have a, a, an app. I mean, it's, yep. the closest, it's the closest, you know, I can't yeah. really afford the real spirit box. Thing yeah. Anymore. And you really talked about really how like you can communicate depending on the places mm-hmm. you've been. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, just, I have mediumship on my side. So it's like, yeah. you know, Beautiful. I feel like, I feel like we would get some, and also history major. So I can do the historical research on the back end to like, look at, okay, what documents, look at the deeds, look at the names, like all the same stuff to yeah. try to corroborate what we're seeing or what we're, what evidence we're getting. Cause I'm it's really, really I really try to that do that. Find, because mm-hmm. like the stuff that we find at estate sales is from estate sales. So like time period yeah. is really hard to guess on most of them. There's a, I know no one died in it, but we do have a wrecked plane in our building. Yeah, mm. yeah we do. It's really cool. Like Pretty an actual wrecked plane. Yes. Yeah. I'll send you a picture. It's really yeah. cool. The walls are like Please the building's do. built around it. Yeah. The walls have been built around it. Like we can't move wow. it out of the building. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. I don't know how you that is that so cool. Please send me a picture. The walls weren't up whenever but, we Okay. But like the, the doors. We opened the front doors. The, the two oh, double doors. Okay. We opened both of them. Okay. Yeah. Makes wow. Sense. It was a lot. And then, oh, wait, the wings aren't on it. No. Okay. <laughs> but anyway I love you guys this is great I really appreciate this, this it was so nice fun. meeting you thank you so yes. much for coming so good to meet you guys and, and chatting with us and if you wouldn't mind yeah. please just like plug away yes shameless please. plug all the yeah way. so again I am Shanna Stoker the co-owner and co-operator of the ghoulish garb you can find me on tiktok at the underscore ghoulish underscore gal on instagram at the underscore ghoulish underscore garb uh, or on uh, Etsy for our shop is etsy.com slash shop slash 
the ghoulish garb, no spaces, no extra, extra anything, just the ghoulish garb. Um, and yeah, and I run all of the accounts for our customer service stuff on Etsy, eBay, and Amazon. Uh, I run our email customer service or my partner will get to those as well. And I try to answer everything as quickly as possible, but I'm, I'm much better on our selling platforms than I am our, am our social media platforms. And you can also email me directly at theghoulishgal at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you for tuning into Spooky Time Tea, where we talk about ghosts, ghouls, murders, and mysteries, and everything in between, all while enjoying a cup of tea, like a tea party, but spooky. Spooky, spooky. Spooky. The outdoors are great. Except when they're not. Welcome to the Not-So-Great Outdoors. We're your guides. I'm Sav. And I'm Piff. We're two sisters and outdoors women that have a fascination with things that go bump in the woods. In this podcast, you can expect banter, rants, and personal tangents, all surrounding cases and creatures that you may or may not have heard of before. Missing in a national park? We've got that. Cryptids in the woods? We've got that. Wilderness rescues? We got that too. Every month, I'll tell you a true story about something grisly that happened outside. And I'll be telling you about something spooky you might find in the woods. Find us wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. We hope you'll join us in our journey through the not-so-great outdoors. Thank you so much, Shanna, for being on our show. We absolutely loved having you. We can't wait to talk to you again. I'm living in a fever dream. <laughs> yeah, we're living in a fever dream. This is the coolest thing ever. Um, so thank you so much. We yes, had thank a blast. You, thank you. Um, but yeah, anyway, so we hope that you enjoyed that, and we hope you enjoyed our conversation. Sorry for our absence. <laughs> Listen. We've been super, super busy. You so. do not follow us for a consistent podcast posting no. schedule. So uh, yeah, thank you so much, Shanna. We loved having you on, and we loved that, that we got to talk to you and become friends with you. Mm-hmm. It, was like, yeah. it was like we were never not friends. Also looking forward to our future endeavors with you with yes. ghost hunting. Yes. Oh my gosh, yes, please. Those might have to be episodes. Yeah, oh, yes. absolutely. Um, but don't park on train tracks and befriend vampires. And have a lovely evening. Sweet, Sweet dreams. dreams.